We are New York. Bernie and Sid in the morning. Hot Radio 77. WABC. At 6.06, good morning, Gabby Lopez, on your hump day Wednesday morning, proudly wearing her Suffolk University sweatshirt today. That's a cute kid right there. Luke, you're cute too, but uh, you have a, a Ralph Lauren sweatshirt. Yes. It is Wednesday morning, and uh, Broken is the perfect song for today, another sad day in New York City. But before we get to all the big news, and there's tons of it, and two great guests today, let's welcome in my partner in crime, the brilliant, the great... The fantastic Bernard McGurk. Bernie, good morning. How are you, buddy? Sid Rosenberg, you make me blush, my brother. I'm, I'm doing all right. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. You know, I'm going to make a point now that I made yesterday that Bo Deedle disagreed with, but he's wrong. He's, In fact, he's a 1,000% wrong. I sent a, uh, a text this morning to our friend, mutual friend, Louis Spagnola. It's his birthday today. And, um, you know, I saw Louis on Friday at Jason Rivera's funeral. He, of course, is with the Patterson, New Jersey Police Department, and they did not get in. The church only had room for the NYPD. So folks that came from New Jersey and Philadelphia, Miami, they had to stand outside, but they were there. Uh, he is not coming to New York City today, but when I wished him a happy birthday this morning, he said, thank you, buddy, you're the best, I love you. And he said, another sad day in New York City. And I said, it sure is, because Wilbert Mora, the other cop who was gunned down and murdered in Harlem, going on two weeks ago Friday, will have his funeral today, five days after Jason Rivera. Rivera was 22, more at 27. But I made the point yesterday, Bernie, that because uh, it's like five days later and the wake was five days later, it doesn't feel the same. There's some of the shock and awe that really, really turned the city upside down is not there now. Now, it is for you because we cover this every day, and it is for Bo Deedle because he was a former cop, but I'm telling you that it's just not the same, and I feel like it's unfair. I'm thinking maybe they should have buried these guys together. I know it sounds crazy, but five days later, I don't feel like the city is crying as much for Wilbert Mora today as we did for Rivera last Friday. I just don't. Well, I guess that's one way of looking at it. It's, uh, you know, it's a valid way of looking at it. I tend to disagree a little bit because, uh, first of all, the timing. Uh, Officer Rivera, well, he his all his arrangements were made before 
Officer Mora passed away, so they couldn't uh, they couldn't uh, bury them, uh, you know, I mean, side by side. That's, uh, yes and no. I mean, Mora had died before you found out about it. In fact, I told you guys about it. They were just waiting to find out about uh, donating his organs. But he was gone, and I believe this is true, days before they made it available to the public. I mean, days. He was basically dead that night. Uh, they tried with two surgeries to save his life, but truth be told, we could have we could have done this a bit earlier. We could have. Well, again, I'm not going to disagree with you. That's the way you feel. Uh, to me, it's every bit as uh, grave and sad and poignant and uh, telling, and and part of what I think is a a tipping point in the in the whole country, actually, with, with the, the way people feel about the police, about the defund the police movement, yeah. the and the divide between those who supported. And, and out of cowardice, the defund the police movement, the Black Lives Matter movement, yeah. versus those who supported the police when they were down and out. Uh, so I think this is a, that's the way I look at this no, moment. No, I hear what you're saying. And by the way, Lou Spagnola is going today. I stand corrected. He'll be there with his boss and a bunch of guys from the Patterson, New Jersey Police Department. I hear what you're saying. I mean, look, again, when you watch the news today and you're reminded that Mora is having his funeral today, and I'm only a couple blocks away, so it's, it's right in my face. But if you're not... You have to be reminded by the news. And, yes, it does continue the narrative and the story that uh, what's going on in this city, in this country, is just unacceptable. And we had another cop shot last night, cop number six. He's going to survive in Queens. So it does further the story, and it does continue to, to keep Americans angry about what's going on. I'm just coming from a strictly, a strictly, I don't know, uh, I don't even know what, what you don't even have use. to explain it. I mean, I, 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 point well taken. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, the, the, yeah, right. The impact of the first one probably greater than the this funeral of the second one. Right. But uh, I, I put that uh, behind me. I, I, I block that out. It's all part and parcel of the same thing. A continuation. Uh, so we had two weeks in a row and uh, maybe it's a good thing because it continues. You're going to have some some really really sad stories and people speaking today, right? Uh, and it's going to go all over the place. And and, and uh, you know you, you see pictures already. I've seen pictures of Officer Moore this morning as a uh, young young kid, a kid you know as great the little Dominicano kid who grew up in Harlem. And uh, you know j- your heart just it just tugs at your heart. It kills you. Yeah. These guys were great, great. They would have been they were great cops, and they had so many years ahead of them. Uh, you know, until they were robbed by this animal who is, uh, you know, he's on parole. He's got all kinds of priors. This maniac comes running out. I mean, he should have been probably at this point, he sh- should have received the death penalty, never never mind being out on parole. Right. No, so I, all these things that, 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 that you know, just, uh, again, it just it hardens those thoughts in my head. That's the way I look at it. You can look at it the way you're looking at it. It's valid. But I think they're both right. I think uh, my point that this coming five days later, uh, with the general public, not cops, not Bernie and Sid, not folks in the news, lost some of its steam. But but I think your point is also accurate that the more we talk about these things, and today is just another sad reminder, that's a good thing, too. I think they're both true. I think they're both true. Either way, it doesn't matter. It is a sad day for New York City and the Mora family and the New York Police Department and all those things. And uh, funeral will come your way at uh, 10 o'clock this morning. And God rest in peace, Wilbert Mora. And, of course, we had a uh, another cop shot overnight. Yeah, I said that in Queens. That's uh, cop yeah. number six this year. He's going to survive. He's going to be okay. But 
He was shot. They are not releasing his name yet. Uh, they're also not releasing the name of the two suspects who they did catch who shot the cop. But just think about it. This guy was, uh, he's an off-duty cop driving to work. Yep. And this happened out in Rockaway. Uh, he's driving to work, and they try to carjack him. Carjackings are up like 400% in New York City. Nationwide, they're up like uh, over 300%. So this, this uh, atmosphere, again, of lawlessness, it's not some sort of uh, fantasy as uh, smart-ass Saki would have you believe. This is real stuff. They're carjacking. Don't forget Eric Adams. I got to hate bringing him up every time, but forget about what Saki says. Eric Adams said crime. He talked specifically about the subway, but he did say crime was a perception issue, not a reality. Forget about Jen Saki. The mayor actually referred to crime on subways as a perception Man, issue. Good, good, good recall. Absolutely. <laughs> a thousand percent correct. He said essentially what the uh, smart ass Saki said. Uh, you're right about that. He did do that. I mean, he said he's all over the place. He said a million things, but that that was one of them. And yeah, perception. I don't think so. This is reality. This is a cop, and, and of course he was shot. He got out of his car. I don't even know if they got his car or not, but uh, they did. As you mentioned, they got the perps. But yeah. Uh, so, so if it can happen to an off-duty cop driving to work, uh, it could happen to me. It could happen to you. It could oh, happen to anybody. Of course, that was on a beach, sixty seconds. So that is uh, the biggest story of the day. Wilbert Morris funeral. Coupled, as Bernie just mentioned, and I did too, with the sixth, number six, cop shot already this year. And uh, we're only about uh, five weeks in to 2022. So that's very, very scary. We also say goodbye to two legends today. Thank you very much to Tom Brady and Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. <laughs> now, look, she's not going to get two fired. Goats. I told you Cuomo was never coming back. I was right. Uh, when you get fired indefinitely, like Imus, like Chris Cuomo, you're never coming back. Folks, trust me, you're never coming back. When they actually put a time limit to your firing, odds are you are going to be back. And Whoopi Goldberg has been suspended for two weeks. The suspension, I should say. Uh, those folks were suspended indefinitely. You're gone. Happened to me, too. She's well, suspended listen, for two weeks. She just, uh, about three or four months ago, signed a new deal, a four-year deal which they would probably have to pay her for. Uh, that may factor into it. It may not, but uh, th- th- that, that, that's a hell of a lot of money. It's, it's uh, you know, obviously over six, uh, uh, seven figures, excuse yeah. me. Uh, yeah. So uh, that, that may fi- factor into it. But uh, from what I understand, it was staffers on The View, of Jewish staffers who were yes. pissed off. And not just staffers on The View, but Jewish folks who work at ABC. So I got to tell you, so, you, you know, we brought this story up yesterday, and I said, listen, um, I, I can't stand Whoopi Goldberg. You know, Bernie, time and time again, you said, well, every now and then I'm like, no, I put her in the same exact category as Joy Behar. You know, that's true on this show. I, I can't stand her. But for some reason, I couldn't muster the anger yesterday. And I said, look, she's certainly guilty of being stupid. There's no question her, her comments were ignorant and stupid. But it wasn't, it wasn't like, you know, I've heard people say, well, the Holocaust didn't happen and black people had it worse than the Jews. She didn't do any of that. In fact, she did, she did describe the Holocaust as inhumane. So in the end, she wasn't, uh, she wasn't well, being duh. kind. She just is an idiot. She, she, she talked about well, white on white crime. Well, yeah, exactly. And, and, and to that point, and that's, uh, those were the most offensive part of the comments. She said this. I have it written down. It's a quote. It's called, this is what she said. It's white people doing it to white people. Right. This is y'all go fight amongst yourselves. In other words, it, it ain't happening to black people. I really don't care. Uh, you know, it was you, you white people. It, it was very, it was, 
dismissive is it was what it was. It minimized but, yes. the damage of yes. the uh, the Holocaust and, and it what was, it did. It was insensitive, and it wasn't very nice. And, of course, the Jews are, are a separate race. I mean, uh, Hitler was talking about the master race, the Aryans, yeah. versus the inferior races of the Slavs and the Jews. And so he made it all about race. And, and the Jews, uh, historically, a separate entity amongst themselves, persecuted for years and years and years, and considered by people uh, all throughout the centuries as a separate yeah. race. No, it's true. So, so I made those comments yesterday that I, I hope she does get fired, but uh, not only for that comment, but for a lot of comments she's made in the past, this one didn't irk me as much as others have. So my wife works at a law firm in Great Neck with a bunch of guys that are Jewish, and uh, they listen every day. And one of them came in and said, i got to tell you, I was a little surprised that Sydney wasn't more angry this morning at Whoopi. And she's like, what are you talking about? She wasn't listening, Danielle. And the guy told the story. And this was our dinner conversation last night. And they said, listen, again, she did say it was inhumane. She didn't act like it didn't happen. She didn't say we, you know, Jews have it, don't have it as bad as blacks. A lot of people say stuff like that, just so you know. So what she said was dismissive and insulting and nasty and all those things. There's no question about it. But I'm not as angry as a lot of people are. But with that said, let me make this very, very clear. Um, it was gross, what she said. And if she gets fired, believe me when I tell you, I am not going to be upset. They should fire her and Joy Behar, uh, both of them today, and really do America a big-time favor. <laughs> that would be great, wouldn't it? Look, uh, this guy, John Podhoritz, uh, has a column in the New York Post. And a lot of people made this point over the past couple of days. She appropriated a Jewish name. She culturally appropriated a yes, Jewish name because she knew the Jews were separate and apart. You know, she was trying to be a, a kind of a smart-ass white, choosing the name Goldberg. Her name is Karen Johnson. Yes. And she chose Goldberg. And uh, Pod Horitz is in the paper this morning. And others saying, give it up. Go back to what your old name was. Uh, we let you go get away with it for this long, yeah. Goldberg. I mean, imagine if you or I, uh, you know, we, we decided, uh, I don't know, to call ourselves uh, – Ibram X. Kendi II or something like that. <laughs> well, I got to tell you, for a long time, I thought she was Jewish. I really did. I thought maybe she married a Jewish guy, you know, before Ted Danson. Or I had no idea that she just kind of, you know, took on that name. But no, a totally cynical Hollywood uh, yeah. stage name is, is what it was. Look, she's a douchebag. There's no question about it. She's a good actress. She used to be really good when she was making movies like Ghost and Sister Act. But she's turned into a hateful ignorant, stupid, ignoramus, her, Joy Behar, the whole crew. And uh, Barbara Walters should really be ashamed of herself this morning. She really Get should. Uh, she, Barbara Walters is out of it. At she this has point. no idea. Sad, she doesn't know who Goldberg say. is. <laughs> no, no, sad to say. She's, she's, she's done. Oh, sad uh, to say. She put that show together way back when with all your favorite people, Rose and uh, Whoopi and uh, Joy and all these hateful, as you call them, magpies. She put this thing together. These vicious uh, magpies is what they are, these hateful magpies. Did you see uh, Whoopi Goldberg on the couch on Stephen Colbert? Yes, saying the same thing. Yeah. Uh, actually uh, doubling down and yeah. uh, dig, digging the hole deeper, as yeah. a matter of fact. He should be fired, too, just for yeah. allowing her to say it. <laughs> right. And imagine that. Stephen Colbert says, let me get Whoopi on so I could help save her. I mean, I mean, you know, they, they, these people really do stick together, don't they? Don't they? Yes, they do. you got to give them some credit for that. They do stick together, and uh, there is something to be said about loyalty, even when it's gross, which is the case here. So we uh, we got the Mora funeral today, which is sad. Another day of tears. 
in New York City. Tom Brady has stepped away. Whoopi Goldberg has been suspended for two weeks. And that's only the beginning of a day filled with stories and two big guests. Again, Nicole Maliotakis makes her way to the program at 840. Congressman Peter King makes his Wednesday stop coming up at 740. Lydia reports and beat Bernie. All comes your way. It's a big Wednesday show, Bernie and Sid. And it's right here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. what I'm saying right here. Let's kick some hiney, ladies and gentlemen. Back here on the Bernie and Sid Show. Heard everywhere on that 77 WABCF simulcast out on Eastern Long Island, News Talk 107.1 FM. Also live streamed at WABCRadio.tv on your, your smart TVs, on your computers, WABCRadio.tv. Look, I mentioned that, uh, uh, Sid mentioned that there, were, there was a, a police officer driving to work, and he was carjacked, and he was shot, believe it or not. He got out of the car, and he fired back, and they ended up arresting the uh, punks who tried to uh, carjack him. And, again, carjacking way, way up. But the point is, uh, I guess, is that it it happened in the middle of the night, I don't know, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning. You had to have the mayor, Eric Adams, and uh, others actually show up on the scene. And Eric Adams did. And if you recall, Sidney, back uh, during the de Blasio administration, half the time he wouldn't even show up. No, and, and when he did show up and he was making statements, he was annoyed that he had to be there. That was his whole mo. He was just pissed off that he had to be there. Not that, that a cop was shot or that something horrible happened. That he was inconvenienced. So uh, anyway, Eric Adams experienced uh, that particular situation. Uh, listen, Eric Adams is never going to miss a TV opportunity or a press conference opportunity. I'm not well, saying he doesn't care about the cops. He does. I'm not saying he doesn't care about the city. I guess he does. But uh, he ain't going to miss an opportunity to be on television. Just trust me. <laughs> well, yeah, but in this case, though, he had uh, he was prepping for, obviously, the funeral today. Yeah. And I'm sure it was, uh, you know, like, God, a damn moment. You know, I got I to gotta go, you know, to Queens for something like nah, that. No, you're right. I mean, de Blasio will be asleep till 11 o'clock this morning. That's Actually, right. he wouldn't. He would be up in time for the funeral. But you're right. I'll give Eric credit. He did show up there last night. He will show up at all these things because down deep, he does care about the cops. And I think he cares about the city. I just don't think he's heroic enough, despite all of his bravado and talk, to do something about it. I think he'll cave to his liberal friends every single time. So I think he cares. I'm just not sure he cares enough to make the difference that we need. Well, let's listen to his tone at the out, out in Rockaway at the scene of the shooting of an off-duty cop who was carjacked. Listen to Eric Adams. Thursday, we're going to have the president of the United States here in the Ugh. city. And we're going to lay out clear items we need on the. Right, I'm already sick of them. I, I, I didn't want. That's not what I wanted to hear. Hey, out you of Eric you don't Adams. want to come in and try to impress me with Eric Adams. He's talking about his buddy Joe Biden coming into town. No. By the way, the day after we bury this cop today, the day after. Right. The, exactly. The day after, and it's, it's going to lead to nothing. What What has uh, Joe Biden ever done that was successful? Nothing. Squat. Then why does Eric Adams like him so much? Well, he's a fool in that case, in, in that particular case. I mean, you case. do realize he did describe himself yesterday. The exact quote was, I am the Biden of Brooklyn. I know. I mean, he knows not what he says. He, he, I mean, that was a really dumb statement. Pat Lynch was there as well, uh, president of the uh, Patrolman's Benevolent Association. This guy we love, at least I do. I believe you do as well. Oh, I love him. To, and I told you he was actually very good 
I would put him second behind Shul of head, ahead of Eric Adams. I actually did rate the speeches at Rivera's funeral on Friday. Pat Lynch was very, very good. He has a tendency, like me, to yell and scream and get all crazy. I love that about That's Pat what we Lynch. want. That's exactly what, the kind of passion and anger that we want that we need at this particular horrific time in our, uh, you know, in our existence in the country, the crime wave all over the country, essentially. Anyway, let's listen to Pat Lynch from last night in Rockaway at the scene of the carjacking of a police officer who was shot. You know, what we can't allow to happen is that it becomes routine to open up the newspaper or turn on the news in the morning and uh, hear that another New York City police officer was shot six in a number of weeks. And just to turn the page and act like it's normal and make it routine. We're talking about New York City police officers getting shot. Men and women who have families at home. Yeah, bingo. So uh, a little toned down. Uh, at that, I hadn't heard these clips, but uh, he would normally fired up. But he was at the scene. Uh, you know, he showed up. He, he's, there's no tone in his voice saying, what the hell am I doing here? Why am I here? None of that stuff. Uh, so Pat Lynch, he'll, he'll also give a speech today, as you pointed out earlier in the uh, sh- in the program. Look, we're going to speak to Congressman Peter King. Uh, he, he sent the, Sydney and I a text. He's pissed off about the halftime show at the NFL uh, with Snoop Dogg. We're also going to speak to Nicole Maliotakis. Why are we speaking to her? Because uh, this this is really, really serious stuff. The New York, the state of New York is redistrict, redistricting uh, these congressional districts in such a way that they're going to take away uh, – Nicole Maliotakis is not going to have a chance to win. And that goes for Lee Zeldin and other people in the cities. Uh, Andrew Garbarino in, in, in the state, I should say. Andrew Garbarino. They are, they're going to redistrict to the point where they're putting uh, uh, parts of Long Island are going to, Long Island, not Queens. Parts of Long Island are going to be in the same district as parts of the Bronx and Westchester County. Yep. Yep. That's how desperate they are. I mean, that's how that's how dirty they are. This is this is dirty gerrymandering, and she's going to speak to that because uh, Max Rose is you know he's he's nipping at her heels, and he's obviously going to be the beneficiary of it. And never forget, folks, Max Rose marched with Black Lives Matter when the cops were down. He was one of the cowards who 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 succumbed to the pressure back then. Instead of standing up for the for the NYPD, he marched with BLM outside a a New York City police. Uh, a precinct out out in uh, Brooklyn, believe it or not, really disgusting stuff. So anyway, that's why Nicole Maliotakis is coming on, and we got a lot of other stuff. Tom, look, there's a guy suing uh, the the Giants, the Dolphins, yeah, I want to get Broncos. to that. I brought yeah. up last week to you that I I hated the Rooney Rule. Remember, I brought that up to you. Uh, yes, I did. Yes, Tom oh. Flores. Uh, <laughs> Brian Flores is the is the uh, you know, whatever. But last week I brought up to you. I said this Rooney Rule that the NFL has, I said it last week, is embarrassing because they're obligated to interview black coaches who they have no intention of hiring. I just said it last week. Well, well you know, story, I used to like Andy Rooney, too, and I'm like, why did he make them do this? Yeah, well, uh, Brian I ever Flores, wonder why they make the teams interview black uh, potential coaches. I do. <laughs> he uh, just got fired by uh, Steve Ross and the Miami Dolphins. Brian Flores, who, by the way, went to Poly Prep. So you folks didn't know that. He went to Poly Prep. Oh, really? Yes. And he uh, he has now filed a racial discrimination suit against the New York Giants, as Bernie mentioned, the Denver Broncos and the Miami Dolphins. He's accusing the Dolphin owner of trying to bribe him to throw football games. He's accusing John Elway of showing up for an interview in Colorado. 
disheveled and half drunk. He's accusing uh, the Giants of hire of uh, taking him out for dinner to, to take the job when, in fact, they already hired somebody else. This guy, uh, Brian Flores, is making a statement. He's a hero on MSNBC this morning, but he's pretty much making sure he'll never work in the NFL again. Well, yeah, well, he was, uh, you know, in this case, he exhausted all options. The Giants uh, turned him down. As a matter of fact, an interesting sidebar, and, and I know you know this, Bill Belichick actually mistakenly texted him and said, bro, you got the job, you got the job, you got the job. With the Giants, you congratulated With the Giants, yes. yeah, yes. and it, it turns out that uh, Belichick <laughs> thought he was uh, texting the current coach that they just hired, this guy Dable. Uh, so he implying that uh, Bill Belichick is in on – you know, whatever conspiracy, racist conspiracy is going on in the NFL. It's a very interesting situation. But the, this Rooney rule, I mean, uh, it, it, either it's good or it's bad. Is it, what he, is he mad that he got interviewed by the Giants? or Well, he's mad because uh, by the time the Giants took him out for dinner, the new GM, Shane, who the Giants just hired from the Buffalo Bills literally two weeks ago, by the time Shane took him out for dinner, the Giants had already decided to hire somebody else. But they can't do that. They, they must oblige by the Rooney Rule and give black people the opportunity. He's like, what, what, don't insult me. I, you took me out with dinner. Right. You already hired the other guy, the white but, guy. But that's the question. Is it insulting? I mean, do they like this rule? Do, do, do black coaches, potential black coaches, like this rule? Or do they not well, like they, this they, rule? They like the rule if, in fact, it's fair. If they took Prime Flores out for dinner and they were going to give him a shot to get the job, that's one thing. But you can't take the guy out for dinner. And then uh, you've already hired somebody else. I mean, in all in all respect to Flores, I think Flores is acting like a jerk here. And I think he's pretty much ensuring, like Colin Kaepernick, will never work again. Yeah, Elway's a problem. Belichick's a problem. Stephen Ross is a problem. The Giants are a problem. He's basically blowing up his whole future. But in his defense, uh, you can't take him out for dinner knowing full well you've already hired the white guy. Uh, you know, in an interesting sidebar, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have pledged that they're going to replace Tom Brady with a uh, a black female. <laughs> so uh, it's not all bad news out there for the social justice warriors. Oh, you did. On the Bernie and Sid Show. Traffic and sports is coming up next right now. It's time for the 77 WABC Clip of the Day. Listen to James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly, weekdays at 4 o'clock and Saturdays at 8 in the morning. Here Bo talks about Democrats bending the law based on their interests. And all of a sudden now, Democrats and the partisan hacks that run the Democrat Party Department of Justice for our nation are now pushing to get the ERA into law, even though it violates the law. This is what Democrats do. They are brazen. They don't care about the law. They bend it. They shape it to whatever meets their political objectives. And you see it time and time again. There are two standards of law, one set of laws for Democrats and whatever they want to inflict on society, the other set of laws for everyone else. This is Sid on Sports. Sponsored by Fearless Boilers on 77 WABC. Alrighty, not Sydney, but Justin Ellick here with your bottom of the hour sports update, sponsored by Peerless Boilers and Pavilion uh, Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters. Go to <laughs> go to PeerlessBoilers.com or PavilionTankless.com for a dealer near you. Peerless Boilers, America's best built 
Boilers, we start today with news out of the NFL as former Dolphins head coach Brian Flores, as Bernie and Sid had just brought up, has sued the NFL and three teams alleging discrimination regarding his interview processes with the Denver Broncos and New York Giants, and then ultimately his firing last month by the Miami Dolphins. In the 58-page lawsuit, Flores alleges Dolphins owner Stephen Ross treated him with disdain after Flores refused to violate the NFL's rules on tampering for the uh, for the Miami owner during the team's search for a quarterback at the end of the 2019 season. Flores also alleges that the Giants interviewed him last month for no other reason than compliance with the NFL's Rooney rule, calling the interview a quote-unquote sham. In regards to the Broncos, Flores alleges a similar scenario occurred when he interviewed for their head coaching job in 2019. Something to keep an eye on this NFL He actually said John Elway, the Hall of Fame quarterback who runs the Broncos, showed up disheveled and drunk, intimating he was a long night and he had no... Really, no interest in talking. To yeah, uh, good. Good luck to Brian Flores taking a shot at uh, John Elway. I'm sure that'll work out great. Elway, Belichick, Stephen Ross, and the Giants. Yeah, good sure, luck, Brian Flores. Sure, that'll work. All work out wonderfully for uh, Brian Flores. So we'll keep an eye on that. Now for some local headlines. As we begin with the Nets, who were in Phoenix to battle a scorching hot Suns team. Brooklyn was unable to cool down the league's top team as Devin Booker poured in 35 points for the Suns to help them ensure an 11 straight victory. Uh, 121 to 111 was your final score from Phoenix. The Nets will now head to Sacramento to take a shot at the Kings tonight at 10 p.m. After a night off last night, the Knicks are set to host the Memphis Grizzlies tonight at 7.30 p.m. Uh, let's check in now on our three local hockey teams as they were all in action last night. The Devils really aren't worth a rundown as they got whooped by the Toronto Maple Leafs 7-1. They'll be off until Monday when they're set to face the Senators in Iowa. Chris Kreider scored his 33rd goal of the season for the Rags last night. It has his two power play goals and an assist propelled them past the league-leading Florida Panthers 5-2. As for the Islanders, they took care of the aforementioned Senators at home behind the brick wall that was Ilya Sorokin. Uh, Sorokin stopped 26 of 20. 27 shots and route to a 4-1 to Isles win. They'll be right back on the wagon tonight when the Seattle Kraken come into town. Here with your bottom of the hour sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. Again, sponsored by Peerless Boilers and Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters. Some things we don't talk about Better do without this old smile Falling in and out of love Ashamed and proud of Together all the while You can never say never While we don't know it Time and time again Younger now Pray, never say never. 644 on your Wednesday morning. I want to get back to this Brian Flores story in a moment. I do want to thank all the folks yesterday that sent angry emails <laughs> to the station about Snooky. You know, just so you morons out there know, we are able to actually look at the ratings for every segment, every interview, every segment, all day long. Uh, this show is number one in the genre. It's number two in the city behind 1010 Wings. The ratings are great. So when you folks send emails to the station that say the reason why the ratings stink, which is just completely untrue and inaccurate, the reason why the ratings stink is because you allow Sid Rosenberg to make decisions like bring Snooky on the air. You couldn't be more wrong. The ratings for Snooky were great yesterday. Most people loved it. I know what I'm doing just like Bernie knows what he's doing. And this show is not doing well. It's doing great. So you can take those emails and shove them up your rectum because nobody cares. 
My boss doesn't care. They have the confidence in me and Bernard. We know what we're doing. We've been doing this a long time. Had success in a lot of cities, a lot of states, not just New York. So the fact that some of you guys don't like it, that's fine. You're entitled. But don't send emails at the ratings and Sid and you don't know what you're talking about. And we've got proof, empirical data, which shows just how stupid you people are. These are a bunch of scumbags. Thank you, Maxine. Uh, listen, if you don't want to hear Snooky, don't listen. Don't That's listen. Right. Bottom line. And, right. uh, but don't tell me how to do my job. Don't tell me how to, how to, how to, how to uh, put a show together. Same thing with Bernard. But please don't tell me. Trust me when I tell you I know what I'm doing. The ratings are great. This show is doing so well, so well. And it's because of the diversity and all the things that we do do. It's not just about Biden and Eric Adams all day. That's great. That's great. But we're going to do Snooky, and we may talk about the Real Housewives at some point, and we're going to talk about sports at some point, because we're a morning show in New York City, and we promise to be entertaining first. Informative, yes. Thought-provoking, yes. The voice for the people in this city, yes. Telling the truth, 100%. But entertainment first. That's why the ratings, folks, are great, and they are great, despite what you're writing to the powers that be at the station. They are great because me and Bernie together – I've been doing radio for about 60 years. Don't need you to program the station. If you like it, great. If you don't, come back in 20 minutes. Ever hear of the phrase variety show? Right, uh, right. It, it's an eclectic uh, group of uh, guests, guesses, as they say, my old neighborhood that we, uh, that we put on the radio station. So, uh, again, if you don't like it, don't listen. But, uh, you know, ease, ease up on the emails and all that stuff. Stupid. I mean, just right, right. Please. Just take it easy. I get it. You don't like me. A lot of you folks out there, more than Bernie, that's fine. That's okay. That's great. That means I've done well with my career. Because uh, you love me, you hate me, that's all terrific. But we know what we're doing. I know what I'm doing. Bernie knows what he's doing. And the show is doing great. Adam Schefter, ESPN. He's kind of their uh, personnel guy. I have a long history with Schefter, which I'm not going to get into right now. But he did speak, Bernie, about this Brian Flores story. Again, if you're just tuning in, Bernie brought it up earlier. Brian Flores was fired by Stephen Ross. By the way, Stephen Ross owns Hudson Yards. He also owns right. Soul Cycle. He also owns all the Equinox gyms. He owns a lot. And he's, he's a the, good guy. I know Steve Ross personally. I like him very, very much. He owns the uh, that building there on, uh, what do you call it, That uh, the vessel. That's owns, correct. And he also threw the, uh, uh, the Trump party out in the uh, Hamptons. And uh, they called for a boycott of Steve Ross's uh, various, uh, uh, you know, stores and buildings or whatever the hell well, it is. Well, they did because he's really a liberal. Uh, but right. he, but he, but he, listen, he, he threw the party for Trump. He likes Donald, and they did uh, call for the boycott of Soul Cycle and Equinox and all that stuff. I told you when he first bought the Dolphins, I was running on a treadmill in Boca. It's a true story. I was running on a treadmill, and my agent at the time was a guy named Mark Lepselter, who represents. You know, Tiki Barber, Joe Beningo, Lawrence Taylor, and Leps has been very close with Stephen Ross for years. So uh, I'm on the, on the treadmill. It's about 7 o'clock at night, and Leps Selter goes, Sid, do you mind talking to Stephen Ross? I said, about what? <laughs> he said, he just bought the Dolphins. You're in Miami. You cover them. He has some questions for you. True story, Burn. Next thing you know, Steve Ross is on the phone asking me about everything from Bill Parcells to Chad Pennington to the fan base down in Miami. We spoke for a good 15 minutes, and I gave him my opinion on what he should do with the football team. That's how we date back, me and Ross, to the days he owns the Dolphins. But he did fire Brian Flores a couple of weeks ago 
Flores contends that at one point when the season was going backwards, the owner wanted to lose games to ensure a better draft choice and get himself a quarterback. And he offered, according to Flores, he offered the coach $100,000 for every loss that the Dolphins had, and they would lose the games on purpose. I believe that. I actually thoroughly believe that that happened. You do? Yeah. Okay. Uh, That's one of Flores' contentions. Also, again, John Elway showing up for an interview in Denver, disheveled and uh, a mess. And then, of course, the Giants taking him out for dinner, knowing full well they'd already hired a white coach, and they were just trying to, you know, conform with the Rooney rule. So he's mad about a lot of stuff. And here's Adam Schefter at ESPN. The effects that this lawsuit has on the hiring process. And clearly, Brian Flores had to think of all the fallout that would come with filing a bombshell lawsuit like this against the National Football League. Now, the National Football League has wanted Brian Flores to be hired as a head coach. That would jeopardize his chances at getting one of these jobs. So there you have it, um, jeopardizing his chances. I just, I understand he's angry. And if all these things are true, there's a lot there. But, um, you know, like, like for me, even when I was angry with Imus and WFAN, uh, I tried not to savage them too much in the press, in public, because I always wanted to leave the opportunity open to maybe get back one day. I'm being honest, you know. Um, but I guess in this case, Brian Flores, Bernie, doesn't seem to care. Or does he? Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I can't, uh, I can't figure the guy. I never heard of the guy until uh, yesterday, and I heard about the lawsuit. But uh, I, really, I just don't know. I don't, I don't know. Listen, the, uh, I believe the Dolphin deal, uh, I, I'm not sure. The, the Rooney rule, it just sounds like gr- sour grapes. I mean, they're bending over backwards, obviously, to try to, you know, recruit black coaches uh, with these. I, I think they should be grateful for the Rooney yeah, rule. Yeah, but, but no, but again, here's what I'm going to defend Flores. Nine times out of ten, these teams, they just interview the black guy just to do it, just to comply. And it becomes insulting and embarrassing. Like, for example, Willie Randolph. You know, Willie Randolph had like 20-something job interviews before the Mets finally hired him as a manager way back when. He was he interviewed in Milwaukee and here and there, and he started to feel like he'll never get a job. So when you find out that, hey, you know, this is really just a formality, and then you find out they've already hired a white guy and they're still taking you for dinner, you can understand why, yes, the rule is in place, but most teams, they just, they just interview the black guy just to conform. Well, well, they should hire the best. They right. shouldn't hire based on uh, race uh, like Joe Biden did with the Kamala Harris. How'd that work out? Well, that's why there should not be a Rooney rule. Although you say that, but but Eric Adams uh, told everybody, I'm hiring a black female. He hired Shul, and that seems like a great hiring. So in that case, it did work out. But, it did. But I, I, the rule should be gone. I'm sorry. But do, but do uh, uh, the black coaches and the social justice warriors – do they want the rule or the, do they not want the rule? It's an e- e- either-or situation. I mean, unless you want to – I think they want the teams to be straight up. They want the rule, but be straight up. If I've got a real opportunity to get the job, don't take me out for dinner when you've already hired the white guy. Well, listen – Is, what, is what, that what, not fair? I think maybe what they want is maybe a, a quota system. I know 70% of the league is 70, uh, 70% black. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so maybe they want 70% of the coaches – uh, to be black as well. Maybe that's what they want. If that's what they want, say that that's what you want. Uh, but the, uh, you can't have it both ways. You got the Rooney Rule. Do you want it or do you not want it? Just come up with. Let us know. I don't, I don't know which side. I don't. I don't. I don't know which is better for them. 
the, the Rooney rule or not the Rooney rule. I re- really just don't know. I think it's better without it. Uh, let's get to Michael Goodwin's column quickly, about two minutes here. Michael Goodwin is one of our favorite columnists from the country, writes for the New York Post. I, I've got him second to Miranda Devine, but either way, 1-1-A, it doesn't matter. He writes today that usually when the president comes to town, he actually helps the local official. It makes a local official look better. He's contending in today's New York Post that, not in this case, that Eric Adams is actually the guy that can help Joe Biden, that the mayor of New York City is the guy that can help the president of the United States. What do you think about Goodwin's contention in today's New York Post? I don't know. He is definitely all uh, pro-Eric Adams. I don't think the president, this this imbecile is not going to help anybody. He helps nothing. He, uh, to quote Barack Obama, don't underestimate Joe Biden's ability to no, but, F but, things but, up. No, but he's saying that. He's saying that in this case, it's actually Eric Adams that can help Joe Biden. Do you agree with that? Oh, oh I do, yes. I think, I think that that's, that's a possibility. Eric Adams at this point amongst Democrats is an asset. I mean, uh, as crime continues to spiral out of control, day after day after day after day, new hor- horrific crimes, cop uh, carjacked in Queens and shot overnight. I mean, uh, at some point, th- th- there will be a point past which Eric Adams is a liability and he's p- going to be perceived as a failure if he doesn't start turning this stuff around. But at this point right now, we're not there. He is an asset in the Democrat Party. And, yeah, I, I agree with Michael-, Michael Goodwin's assessment on that. There you have it, folks. Check it out in today's New York Post. Again, coming up at 740 this morning. He's here every Wednesday at that time. The Congressman Peter King, he's very upset about Snoop Dogg. So are we. Let me make it very, very, very clear. I am pissed. I am furious. I think it's disgusting. I hope the NFL takes him out, but they won't. I guarantee you they won't. He will perform halftime, and he'll be, believe it or not, uh, celebrated by millions of people despite his hateful rhetoric and his lyrics about the cops. Uh, but I do want him out. But but I will watch the Super Bowl. Peter King has said now he's not going to watch it. You think he'll say the same thing this morning? I think he will. Yeah, yeah. he's a man, a consistent man of his word. But stupid. And, and he's also I'm gonna going to it's stupid. Listen, he's going to talk also about this uh, gerrymandering. This is a huge deal. Yes. And his uh, successor is maybe going to lose in November because of this, uh, if this if this uh, gerrymandering goes into effect before yeah. the November elections. Well, that's why Nicole Mariotakis is coming on after Peter King at 840 because she may also be a victim of this when she takes on Max Rose for a second time. So very exciting show coming your way, 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. It only took 55 minutes, Bernie, for me to say this morning that Somebody said, thought, or is doing something stupid. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, it only took uh, a half hour before you were insulting the listeners. <laughs> stupid. No, you're more right. The so, listeners the, the, are stupid, and Peter King is doing something stupid. And um, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that, that's what well, that's about. People tune in. That's, <laughs> we want to hear strong opinions. Uh, friends and uh, foes alike. That's right. So keep it right here because it's 7 o'clock. Somebody else will be saying or doing something stupid. I guarantee it. Our two of Bernie and Sid is on the other side.
Man, I hate to interrupt this song. Back here on the Bernie and Sid Show. Heard everywhere in the 77 WABC app. Simulcast out on Eastern Long Island. News Talk 107.1 FM. Also, you can watch us in studio on your smart TVs, on your computers at WABCradio.tv. Uh, we covered a lot of stuff in the first hour. Whoopi Goldberg, of course, the shooting of the police officer overnight. Uh, an attempted carjacking of an off-duty cop on his way to work, believe it or not. Uh, he's fine. He's in the hospital. He's going to be fine. But uh, also today, the the funeral uh, for Officer Mora. I mean, a, a really uh, sad, tragic uh, occurrence. I mean, we had the funeral last week for Rivera. We talked about it this morning. And, uh, well, we talked about a lot of things. This the, the lawsuit filed by the former coach of the Dolphins against, well, the New York Giants, the NFL, the Broncos, and uh, and the Dolphins as well, as a matter of fact. And, you know, Sid, uh, uh, our friend Laura Curran, yeah. uh, she's the former county executive in Nassau who uh, befriend, we befriended her, actually. We, we spoke highly of her, had her on a lot of times. Well, you know who's taking her under his wing is uh, Brian Kilmeade. He has her on all the time. She was on over the weekend with him. He's, he's taken over the uh, 8 o'clock show now that Waters is doing uh, the a weekday show uh, on Fox or whatever. He's, he's abandoned the Saturday show, and it's Kill Mead. Anyway, he had Laura Curran. Now, I would say this about Laura Curran is that uh, she's too reserved. She's too circumspect, afraid, uh, in my opinion, to articulate strong opinions. And uh, and that's going to hurt her. I mean, she's got to take a stand on stuff. She's got to come out of her shell. Well, I mean, she's still a Democrat and liberal at heart. Uh, and okay, well, let, that's say the that. problem. So she's on it. Well, but you you know that going in, she's on Fox News. She's still a Democrat. She hasn't switched parties. She she readily admits that Todd Kaminsky screwed her, and that's why she lost to Bruce Blakeman. That's the only reason why she lost. So I don't think she's about to uh, you know eviscerate her party just yet. So you, when you put her on a Fox News or a Newsmax, you have to understand she's not going to be rah rah because she's somewhere caught in the middle. Well, she's not going to advance if, if she's looking for a job in broadcasting or even politics. If you try to please everybody, you please nobody. I agree. That's just my uh, honest assessment. I agree. Uh, and Bruce Blakeman has turned out to be a great county executive. Yesterday, talking about mask mandates, Bruce Blakeman, Nassau County Executive. Just listen to this guy. There is no science. This is all about control. It's about parents not having the right to decide what's best for their children. So I have no regrets. I'm glad now, uh, in, in retrospect, and I really like Laura Curran, that he won. Uh, listen, also, this, uh, this blockbuster report from Johns Hopkins University, these people were relied on heavily by our government, the CDC, for, you know, for advice on how to, contr- how, how to proceed during the uh, uh, coronavirus early on. And they were pro-lockdowns, closed the schools, blah, blah, blah. Well, they came out with a study, and this is a blockbuster. This is a big deal. It's being quoted everywhere. Uh, this is what they said in their study. Lockdowns in the United States and Europe had little or no impact in reducing deaths from COVID-19. They go on and on, but here's the money uh, a quote right here. We find no evidence that lockdowns, school closures, border closures, and limiting gatherings have had a noticeable effect on COVID-19 mortality. This, after the economies have been ruined, kids' lives have been ruined. I know, and we've been saying this forever. We've been saying this for two years. Oh, no, no question about it. But but the the point is, they have made it official. They've come out with a study saying, we got it all wrong. It's too late. 
It's too late. We, we he, got he, it all wrong. Yeah, but the, the, these people that they spent two years brainwashing, they can say they got it all wrong all they want. They're not ready to come around yet. They spent two years being brainwashed, and, and now they're not going to just accept what the CDC said today. I mean, they, they but, but, did some real long-term John, Hopkins they, they University. ruined people. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. They've been brainwashed. There's a the, the, We have COVID derangement syndrome out there. And speaking I mean, you of- got to see where I live. I, you know, I still get yelled at. I'm not exaggerating. I'm not trying to be a drama queen here. But between the CBS store, the McDonald's, wherever I go to on the Upper West Side, I still get yelled at every single week, every single week for not wearing a mask. Still, with all well, these reports on the CDC and this blockbuster news, they don't care. Well, you got Bruce Blakeman on your side, bro. Great. Keep, well, I don't live in Great Keep that neck. in your back pocket. Well, I don't live in Great Neck, so. Well, well listen to this. <laughs> uh, uh, well, listen, this guy maybe has some statewide aspirations. He's not uh, going to be limited to uh, no, I hope county executive. But talking about statewide aspirations, and uh, I know you got the same text from John, turns out that we're going to talk uh, later on this hour in 30 minutes to Peter King, the great congressman, about the whole redistricting and all that stuff and uh, gerrymandering these uh, districts. Same thing with Nicole Maliotakis coming up at 840. Nicole may be in jeopardy here running against Max Rose. He may beat her this time around. But it turns out that according to John Katsimatidis and Frank Morano, those two guys broke this on Monday, that our former mayor, Bill de Blasio, is very, very seriously, forget about governor, very seriously thinking about running for Congress because he hates Max Rose and he thinks he's got a better chance, I guess, at winning there than governor. So don't be surprised if Bill de Blasio runs in that Congress Senate wow. race against Malio Takis and Max Rose. How about I, that, Manus? I, I never thought I'd have anything in common with Bill de Blasio, but... Uh... Uh, smoking a little weed and hating on Max Rose. Those are two things right there. <laughs> but listen, let me give just, just on the, uh, the Johns Hopkins admitting that the lockdowns and school closures, after all the damage that has been done, admitting it. And, and by the way, you and I and many other people, we called it back then. But no other than Donald Trump in 2020 said this. Take a listen. You know what you're going to have more than anything else? Drug addiction. You will see drugs being used like nobody's ever used them before. And people are going to be dying all over the place for, from drug addiction. Everything's closed up. You're in your house. You're not allowed to move. People are dying with that, too. You look at drug addiction. You look at suicides. You look at some of the things that are taking place. People are dying that way, too. People are losing their jobs. They're committing suicide. There's depression, alcohol, drugs at a level that nobody's ever seen before. So there you go. He was right. Donald Trump was right again. Uh, it's just amazing uh, the foresight that he had. And he caught hell for all of that stuff. I mean, that was, you know, that was heresy to speak that way. Uh, no lockdowns and uh, open the schools, all that stuff. But Trump had it right. Listen, also, uh, this. Uh, remember uh, back in September, they uh, accused these Border Patrol agents on horses of whipping Haitian <laughs> illegals coming across the yes. border? Yes. Well, uh there's been no report has come out in the four months since. Nothing has come out. And these guys were, were, were maligned and slandered, especially one guy whipping Haitians. This is terrible. Listen to both uh, Jen Psaki and uh, Joe Biden on this back in September. This was a huge deal. Take a listen. We've watched the photos of Haitians gathering under a bridge, many with families, and the horrific video of the CBP officers on horse on horses using brutal and inappropriate measures against innocent people. It was horrible what to see, as you saw, to see people treated like you they did, horses barely running them over, people being strapped. It's outrageous. I promise you those people will pay. 
They it, will be an investigation underway now, and there will be consequences. Well, of course, he's, he was wrong. He maligned and slandered good law enforcement people. This is a guy who's coming tomorrow supposedly to support the police. And look at him throwing the law enforcement down at the border under the bus. And it turns out the DOJ, they say, well, we're not going to release any report. It's over. Forget about it. Ne- pre- pretend it never happened. <laughs> so these, I swear to God, this is the no, truth. I believe this you. That's, came out. that's the best way to make it go away. It never happened. It that's never all. happened. And yet, uh, again, they were unfairly maligned as racist, you know, slave era type racist, whipping black people at the border. Just horrific, uh, terrible. It just shows you the the, uh, the pusillanimity of the, the disgusting, despicable Democrats. The what? Uh, embodied by uh, want to say that word by, again? By, by pusillanimous. That's what they are. Joe now, what Biden's, does that word mean exactly? It means a cowardly piece of garbage is what it means. Nice. A, that, and that's what Joe Biden is. And he's coming here tomorrow and he's not going to help things whatsoever. But what is uh, he coming here tomorrow for? What is the is it to, to talk about crime with Eric yeah, Adams? What, yeah. What's it's it's to talk about and acknowledge crime. The, the same crime that Jen Psaki mocked as not happening. Right. As just, you know, right. The same thing. And the same crime that, by the way, that he ignored it during the riots in 2020, completely and totally ignored. Of course. And again, threw the cops under the bus uh, when he did speak out. So it, what, it, what is he prepared to do? What, what is the federal government prepared to do to combat? Because I know that serious crimes, this is a stat that even MSNBC is reporting, serious crimes are up 38% in this city. What exactly is the president or the imbecile, what is he going to do to help Eric Adams and this city? Listen, this is my prediction, of course, is going to be all about the influx of guns. It's going to be gun, gun, gun control. It's right. as though guns, right. as, though, as though it was a gun that carjacked that off-duty cop and shot him this morning and not somebody pulling the trigger. Well, even the that, chief of, but even the chief of police yesterday was saying the same thing. It was all about guns and guns and guns. I mean, you would think he would know better. Uh, but I think you're right. I think that's going to be that's basically going to be the narrative, yeah. and that's it, right? And, and we're going to get absolutely zip squat out of it. Now, listen, for something different. Uh, politics in the United States, very, very ugly, as uh, I just laid out. Very ugly. But in, in Britain, by the way, where they declared the COVID pandemic is over, or any restrictions, lockdowns, mask mandates, all over. Same thing in Ireland, Finland, and uh, Norway. All over. Done. But either way, you have Boris Johnson, our guy Bojo. Bojo! Bojo. Bojo is, uh, has been in trouble because last year, not this year, not this past Christmas, but the Christmas before, they had a party at 10 Downing Street during lockdowns, and so th- that bubbled up, and he's been under pressure. He apologized the other day. But, you know, I watched the uh, House of Commons on C-SPAN at, uh, on Sunday nights, and it is absolutely terrific, these guys. So for laughs, I had uh, Justin pull this clip. You have the, the labor leader who is essentially, he's, he's labor. Uh, uh, Boris Johnson is the conservative. He's the liberal, this guy whose voice you'll hear first. Boris Johnson is the conservative. Now, by the way, he says Boris is a conservative, and, and you know we knew for a long time that Donald Trump and Boris Johnson became buddies. Boris had really nice things to say about Trump. You and I fell in love with Boris Johnson at yeah. that point, but but it was all, all about Brexit at the time. Yeah, exactly. Brexit at the time, and we had uh, Theresa May on her way out. She was no good, but I want to remind folks that some of the same things that Boris Johnson said about Donald Trump, he repeated. About Joe Biden. Well, I just want you to enjoy this uh, uh, labor leader, Keir Starmer. He's yelling at Boris Johnson across the table in the House of Commons and then listen to a Boris Johnson at the end. It's very entertaining. Take a listen. 
Whatever he says in his statement later today or tomorrow won't change the facts. Isn't this a Prime Minister and a government that have shown nothing but contempt for the decency, honesty and respect that define this country? Mr Speaker, uh, we love this country and we're doing everything in our power to help this country. And I don't deny it uh, uh, for all sorts of reasons. Many people may want me out of the way, but I tell you the reason he wants me out of the way is because he knows that this government can be trusted to deliver. <laughs> yes, Mr Speaker, we're delivering and they have no plan. We have a vision for this country as the most, as the most prosperous and successful economy in Europe because we are going to unite and level up. The problem with the Labour Party today, Mr Speaker, is that he's a lawyer, oh. not a leader. They sound like beating up each other at this Bro. point. They're like throwing joints, crazy joints, it, it, and haymakers. Absolutely. And it, is, it, is, it is so entertaining, uh, so fun to watch. They just throw to, their teeth on the floor. Lastly, <laughs> uh, they also have the Scottish Prime Minister, who is to, to the left of Bernie Sanders, the Scottish Prime Minister echoing the, uh, the British Labour leader in, in wanting Boris Johnson to quit. Get out. Listen to him. This guy, his name is Ian Blackford. Take a listen. Mr. Speaker... Every moment that the Prime Minister lingers, every nick in this death by a thousand cuts is sucking attention from the real issues facing the public. Tory cuts, Brexit and the soaring cost of living have pushed millions of families into poverty. The impending national insurance tax hike hangs like a guillotine while they eat cake. This is nothing short <laughs> of a crisis. And the only route out, the only route to restore public trust <laughs> is for the Prime Minister to go. How much go. longer will Tory MPs let this go on for? How much more damage are they willing to do? It is time to get this over with. Show the Prime Minister the door. Oh, this is fantastic. Uh, well, Mr Speaker, I, I don't know where, uh, who's been eating more cake. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Who's it's like been a eat- Netflix show. It's Who's great. been eating more cake? Because uh, oh, uh, that was great. Blackford is fat. Uh, yeah, no, this is just great stuff. It's that just a, something different. Uh, that's British politics, ugly but entertaining, well, as opposed was, to uh, our politics. No, very similar to ours. But it's not ours. Is not entertaining. No, it's just, it's just nasty. Right, you're right. Hey, by the way, talking about echoing, Bernie just used the word echoing. I've been getting texts all morning, including one from uh, one of our sales stars, Jim in Corvaya. That on the stream, my mic has an awful echo this morning. So what is that all about? No, we fixed that. No, you didn't. Yeah, we did. I got the text literally 30 seconds ago. So you didn't fix I it. I don't 30 hear seconds any, ago. I don't, I don't ago, hear ago. anything over here. So Yeah, well. Are you, calling, about, are you calling Jimmy Corvaya a liar? No, of course not. Well, he's saying that there's a big echo. Oh, just how about, fix it. Uh, how about my mic, 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 mic? I think you sound great. I think it's my mic. Because, I think it's the, the, the box at your house. It was a joke, that, joke, 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 joke. <laughs> See what he did? Well, I had Bernie turn his volume down a, a tad, but uh, right. if he's up for it, we'll turn it down a little bit more. All right. We'll see if you can fix it, because if Jimmy's upset, I'm upset. Yeah, we don't want, okay. we don't want Jimmy upset. <laughs> or Sid, but right. for that matter. We don't want that. Bill O'Reilly's morning message, Congressman Peter King, Nicole Malio took us, and uh, beat Bernie. All that and more. Bernie and Sid on a Wednesday. Bill O'Reilly here, and I'm warming up from the NRIA.net studios in New York. Stand by for the O'Reilly Update Morning Edition. On this Wednesday, here's something I never thought I'd see in America. 
the federal government sneaking illegal aliens onto planes in the middle of the night and flying mostly poor migrants to unsuspecting towns. The Biden administration is doing this. It is wrong on so many levels. It is against immigration law. It is an abuse of taxpayer dollars. It encourages more foreign nationals to break our laws. It is a sneaky, illegal policy that might even get President Biden impeached. If this coming November, voters put Republicans in the majority in Congress, don't be surprised if articles of impeachment are drawn up in the House against Mr. Biden, citing his refusal to enforce federal immigration law. Remember, he took an oath to uphold the laws of the United States. And now his administration, without the consent or knowledge of the citizens, are sneaking illegal aliens all over the place. If that's not a constitutional violation, nothing is. That is the Morning O'Reilly Update. More analysis later on. Jimmy Gandolfini is driving his car, the song is playing, and he's like doing the head bob, and this is the Raspberries Go All the Way at 729 on your hump day Wednesday morning. I have to send a shout-out, Bernard. You know, I talk about these two guys often, and um, while this is my dream job, and I'm so thankful and grateful that I've had this opportunity to make what you wrote about in my book 12 years ago a reality, thanks to you and others, uh, the two guys down in Florida, Steve Zemak and Eric Langell, did so much for me to keep my career kind of moving in this direction. And Eric Langell is listening right now down in Fort Lauderdale in his truck, and he said there's no echo, not just Eric Langell, but two or three others. So it turns out Jimmy Corvaya is a liar. How about it? Yeah. So there you have it. After all that. Maybe you should stick to uh-huh. sales, the yep. other side of the hallway. I'm just telling you, I got DMs up to Kazoo, Instagram, Rosenberg.Sydney, which eh, that's one thing. But once Eric Langell sent me a text, then I knew that um, – we were okay, so there, there is uh, there is no echo. Uh, it turns out, folks, if you're like me and you like the warm weather and you're looking forward to baseball season, which is not coming anytime soon, spring training is supposed to start next week. It's not happening because there's still a lockout in Major League Baseball, so in all likelihood there's going to be a delay in the start of this exciting season with Max Scherzer with the New York Mets. But on the weather end, it looks like six more weeks of winter because uh, that uh, groundhog, that uh, punxatawney Phil, popped his head out just moments ago. And, Bernie, we've got six more weeks of winter straight ahead. Yeah, that's very scientific. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, still the, the greatest story ever. And I say great, if you're an animal lover, maybe it's not. But when Bill de Blasio killed that little poor bastard, that was... Uh, that's one of the all-time classic New York City moments in history, no? That was his, uh, by the way, his first month on the job. <laughs> he actually went out to Staten Island and body slammed <laughs> the poor uh, he, furry groundhog. He didn't body, he dropped him, right? He, didn't, you know, he, he, he slammed him to the ground oh and then, then, then pulled a Billy Bats with his foot on, on, his, uh, you know, on his carcass. It was disgusting. Uh, yeah, he murdered uh, Punxsutawney, not Punxsutawney, whatever the hell they call him, Chuck, Staten Island Chuck. Staten Island Chuck, that's right. right. That's talking about Staten Island. Nicole Mariotakis will join us coming up at uh, 840. We may even have that audio. I know Molly told me this morning, let's take a little trip down memory lane. This was a very unfortunate. <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. Here it is. It's only three seconds. Here's Bill de Blasio dropping the groundhog. <laughs> the screaming. Just a, a an apt metaphor for he he dropped the, the you know the future of New York City yep. at that point. Uh, body slammed that on the floor as well. And this this son of a bitch he ran for president and and really cemented in my mind it'll never go away. You and I were on the air together at the time, Bernie. Was him like standing in front of an Arby's in Las Vegas with like six people, like six people. And now if John Katsimatidis, who knows his stuff. And Frank Morano, who's really smart, too, if they're right, and this guy's going to run for Congress up against Mario Takis and Max Rose, I can't imagine he's going to have any success there. I think he knows already, Governor, that's never going to happen. So this guy continues to talk about running in all these races. What makes him think he'll be even competitive, let alone win? Well, listen, the, the uh, positive news, at least for me, as, as far as him running against Max Rose, He's going to pull Max Rose to the left, and even though the the redistricting and the gerrymandering is going to occur, and it's going to help Max Rose, the, the Democrat, no no question about it, uh, he still has to get the votes of the people in Staten Island. So if Max Rose gets pulled more to the left than he already is, and rem- never forget, he marched with Black Lives Matter. That's going to be a stain on his career forever True. in front of an NYPD precinct. But uh, so so I'm, I'm glad Bill De Blasio is doing it. And uh, maybe he'll get some of these crazy, loony, woke-tards to vote for him. And uh, I don't know. Maybe he'll upset Max Rose uh, because these people out there, I mean, they're crazy. They elected, uh, they reelected Bill de Blasio, by the way. Wow. Reelected. Five people showed up to vote. Five. Uh, Congressman Peter King is showing up next. Then we'll talk to Nicole Maliotakis. So two really good guests on this Wednesday morning. Sing it, Bernie. I thought I was going to hit Diana Ross. Someone to hold me. My mama said. This is the Phil Collins version. Yeah, yeah. Well, but not bad, not bad. Back here on the Bernie and Sid Show, heard everywhere on the 77 WABC app, simulcast out on Eastern Long Island. News Talk 107.1 FM. Also, you can check us out on your smart TVs, on your computers, at WABCradio.tv. Now, I'm proud to announce that uh, Peter King, the former congressman from Long Island, is a colleague of Sydney and mine, a colleague here at 77 WABC, and he appears on this show every Wednesday at 740, and we love having him on. He's, he's been a great statesman. He's a great guy, a terrific individual. Let's bring him in. Congressman Peter King, good morning to you, sir. Good morning, Bernie. Good morning, Sid. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. You How know, are you? Could be worse. Yeah, I'm doing fine. Actually, I'm in the car right now. I'm heading into the uh, 
funeral for Wilbur Mora. I tell you, it's just horrifying what's happened in the city. It's horrifying the way too many politicians are treating cops. And some of them are phonies right now. They say they love the cops. Meanwhile, when it gets going, uh, you know, starts to get tough, they get going, they disappear. So, any event, that's great to be. It's great. It's an well, honor to be able to be there today at St. Patrick's. We're going to revisit that topic in a little bit. And also the Snoop Dogg uh, controversy, NFL halftime show. I know you're, uh, you're pretty exercised about uh, all that. But to Congressman Peter King, this. Uh, that this effort to uh, redistrict congressional seats may cost your successor, your your, your former seat there out on Long Island, and uh, Nicole Maliotakis' seat, Claudia Tenney's seat upstate. I mean, this is dramatic, draconian stuff that the state legislature is about to embark on. Is this going to pass? And if so, what are the ramifications? Well, the only way to stop it is in court. And listen, there's always a certain amount of gerrymandering, majority party, tries to make things a bit better for their side. This is the worst I've ever seen it. By the way, just so you know, actually, Andrew Garbarino, my successor, his district turned out okay in this. It's Lee Zeldin's district, and uh, which they're trying to turn from Republican to Democrat. And Tom Swayze's district, which could have been competitive, they're now moving that all along the north shore of Long Island, up into the Bronx, up into Westchester. That's unbelievable. Cities, the Bronx and Long Island in the same district. Yeah, it makes absolutely no sense at all. And it's... Uh, the only answer right now is if they go to court, go to federal court, because there's supposed to be some sense of community, some sense of continuity throughout the district, and uh, you know, certainly in the Swazi district and others. I mean, also, like, for instance, with Lee Zeldin's district, it starts out east, then it comes in, in around uh, Calvino's district and back up north again. It makes absolutely no sense other than to get as many Democrats in as possible. And again, I've been in politics long enough, so there's always a certain amount of shading that goes on. There's always a certain amount of... Uh, maneuvering to make it a little bit better. But never I've never seen it this flagrant and this disgraceful, especially when it's the Democrats who are always yelling about equity and justice and everything else. So, no, hopefully Republicans will take it to court. I know that Ed, Ed Cox and also the state chairman, uh, Dick Langworthy, are talking about going to court. I hope they do, and I hope they win it. Let me just say in a positive note, I know Sid was very depressed before because people were sending him bad emails. <laughs> I am, I'm depressed again. I say this again. Everywhere I go, I was a veto for seller swearing in. Well, anybody wanted to talk about was Bernie and Sid. <laughs> yesterday, yesterday I'm talking to Northwell Health. Where I'm doing some consulting work. And this woman there, Nancy Lombardi, is setting up a bunch of important meetings for me. All she wanted to tell you is how much she looks forward to you guys every morning. You know, Bernie and Sid make her life. So I don't know. Wow. Nobody cares about me. All I care about is Bernie. <laughs> oh, no, no, it's not and, true. Uh, no, come on. No, it's not true. Everybody nice. loves you. Everybody Very nice of you to you. say, too. By and by the way, way I, I was not upset about the emails, what uh, these folks don't understand. Which I make, <laughs> I, It actually fuels me, Peter. Like, I can't wait to book the next person that's going to piss them off and get great ratings. I just can't wait because uh, the show is doing great. Yeah. And we're doing great because of people like you. So we love you very, very much. You know, talking about this uh, the specific race between Mario Takis and yeah. Rose, which you think will be affected by this as well as Lee Zeldin. I don't know if you heard earlier, but John Katsimatidis and Frank Morano reported on Monday that uh, Mayor Bill de Blasio may not run for governor. Instead, he's considering uh, running against Mario Takis and Rose because supposedly he hates Max Rose. What do you think about those rumors? Well, I know he hates Max Rose. Uh, I think, first of all... Well, why, does, why, why, does he hate Max Rose, why does he hate Max Rose so much? What's the uh, history? I, I think when uh, Rose ran for Congress back in 2018, he based his campaign against Donald Trump and Bill de Blasio. Wow. He was trying to show he was the man in the middle. I think uh, de Blasio took him badly. Listen, Nicole, even uh, apart from de Blasio, 
uh, that district, they made it a lot tougher for her. But she's a, a tough campaigner. And so, listen, I would, I would never count her out. I would still say, no matter how bad the district gets, especially in 2022, which should be a big Republican year, I think the call can still pull that out. I'd be betting on her. But I think it makes it a lot easier for her if Bill de Blasio runs because that would really get that get out that Staten Island Bay Ridge vote, you know, from the call. But, uh, you know, she that is really hurting the people of Staten Island. Staten Island, obviously, it's a self-contained borough there, and uh, it it's, has much more in common with Bay Ridge, areas like that, than going all the way over to Park Slope. I mean, that's uh, that is, again, there's supposed to be some common interest throughout the in the district when it's drawn, and that there's no common interest there whatsoever. It's a brazen, undemocratic power yeah, grab. And, it really uh, is, by the way. Yeah, it really is. So uh, hopefully the courts will remedy it. And, and uh, people are articulating that very fact that the, that it is way too far, and the courts may favor uh, the Republicans on this. Uh, but listen, Congressman Peter King, we talked about this. Uh, you you sent Sydney and myself a text, and uh, Sydney is at odds with you on this, but. Uh, <laughs> Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg is going to be performing along with Eminem, Dr. Dre, people like that, at the halftime show for the Super Bowl. And he came right. out with a bunch of lyrics. Uh, it's been in his past, uh, you know. It's on the record: "Killing cops, don't kill each other. Kill police officers." He actually sung, he rapped, did uh, a Snoop Dogg. You were fired up about it. You say you're not going to watch the Super Bowl. How do you feel today? Well, actually. I- yeah, same. I, I stopped watching the NFL really a while back. Uh, I go back even when there was five cops were killed in Dallas and the NFL wouldn't let uh, you know, the Cowboys put a patch on their uniform. That's, that's a true story. The cops. Yes. And they also wouldn't allow the Giants to wear the 9-11 towers on their sneakers when they played a game on 9-11. Those are both two stories, yes. Yeah, so that, yeah, that shows the hypocrisy. And yet, uh, you know, they really caved into Black Lives Matter. And the anti-police, so that, that's what really bothers me the most. You can have whatever you know, position you want on different issues. But to be anti-cop at a time when cops are being shot and to be uh, putting someone out, you know, some guy out there like this who has had song after song saying to kill the cops. Now, to me, uh, and by watching it, said, listen, we have an honest disagreement. To me, I don't want to be doing anything to enable him and to encourage the NFL when they do things like this. Listen, you know, keep the politics out of it, but especially if you are going to bring it in, don't bring it to the extent of having an entertainer on who talks about killing cops. It's disgraceful. No, listen, totally uh, I agree with you with all that. I mean, I, I can't, I don't even like rap music or whatever, whatever that genre is. I've been saying for years, they basically steal other people's music and they put these lyrics in. They're hateful. He has had many songs that are hateful. I can't stand Snoop Dogg. And I would hope he'd be removed from the halftime show, even though I don't think he will. And you're right. What you just said is right, Peter. In Dallas, didn't allow those guys to wear the decals in New York. I can't stand Roger Goodell. I hate most of the players in the NFL. But, but I've been watching football with my dad since I'm a little kid. And when the Bengals play the Rams in the Super Bowl, I will shut off the halftime show. But I'm going to watch the football. That's the only place I disagree. Everything else you're talking about, I'm on board with you 1,000%. As far as the NFL, I mean, I, I was a kid before you were a kid. And right. I go back to the days of Charlie Connolly, uh, Frank Frank Gifford, Andy Robustelli, Rosie Brown. Oh, Rose those great Spears. giant football teams. Yeah, really, yeah. And so to me, uh, I, I, I love the NFL. I, you know, I love the players. I love the New York franchises. You know, a name within '69, Don Maynard, who died just a few weeks ago. These are all great athletes. They're great. They really fitted in so well to New York. But this whole idea, when you know, I'm, I'm going to a funeral for a cop today. I don't want to be watching a, you know, a, a, a halftime show or supporting a league which is encouraging a guy who says kill cops. Yeah. No, no, that is unacceptable. And uh, it's a week and a half away. The Super Bowl. 
Hopefully this will get some more publicity and traction, and there will be an effort to uh, get the guy off the halftime show. Get rid of him, this punk mutt, uh, lowlife, uh, a Snoop dog. He is a dog. He's a mutt is what he is. Hey, Congressman Peter King, you're going to the funeral today of Officer Mora. Terrible, tragic. You went to the funeral of Officer Rivera. Uh, President Joe Biden is coming to uh, town tomorrow. He's going to meet with Eric Adams. Eric Adams has high hopes that they're going to collaborate and they're going to make some effective changes and get crime down in New York City. Uh, what do you think Joe Biden and Eric Adams are going to accomplish? Well, I think all Joe Biden is going to talk about is uh, illegal guns. Well, the fact is, when Rudy Giuliani became mayor, there were 2 million illegal guns in New York. You're never going to get rid of all the guns. Listen, try and get rid of the illegal guns, but the idea is you've got to lock the guys up for using them, and you've got to let the guys who have guns let them know if they come out in the street they're going to be locked up. That's the only way you're going to stop. You're never going to stop all the illegal guns. Again, under Giuliani, we had 2 million illegal guns over the course of the next two, uh, well, his term and also Bloomberg's term. Murders went from 2,100 to 300. So it was a 90% decrease in murders, and the illegal guns kept coming in. But the fact is the bad guys were afraid to bring them out in the street because they know the cops would stop them. And so that's really it's important. And the most important thing to do is let the cops do their job. Let's go back to stop question and frisk. That's how you're going to get it done. They can talk about the guns. Listen, I'm all for getting the illegal guns out, but it's a small, small weapon in the war against crime. Agreed. I tell you, I was thinking about you last Friday, Peter. You're on your way to Mr. Morris' funeral, God rest his soul. I went to uh, Jason Rivera's funeral on Friday, and outside of his family, his brother specifically, Jeffrey, and his wife, who did talk about a failing system and called out Alvin Bragg without mentioning his name. Agreed. Outside of those two, of all the city officials that spoke, and we heard from Adams and Lynch and others, the most impressive, the lady that got a rousing round of applause and a standing ovation was Keyshawn Shul. And yeah. I remember when he announced, Adams, that I'm only looking at black women, which he did do. Uh, women, I should say. And he did hire her. Some people were like, well, wait a second. Why only women? Why only black women? And you came and said, listen, uh, that may be his, his M.O. in this case. But this lady is amazing. And I have to tell you, Peter, you're the first person I thought of Friday in that church because she really was amazing. Now, Kishan Sewell is an amazing talent. She's, this is her whole life. She's dedicated. Uh, she's as committed as anyone I've ever known and extremely intelligent. She knows it inside out. She will be a great commissioner. She's already shown herself. You know, the night in the, uh, the, the hospital when the uh, two officers were shot, I thought she was absolutely brilliant to be able to speak that well, that quickly. And they got the uh, St. Patrick's last week, she was just absolutely phenomenal. And it's real deal. I mean, this is not something where somebody writes lines for her. I mean, she believes that from her heart and soul. Yep. I had some dealings with her when she was uh, in Esther County when she was involved with the gang unit. I uh, dealt with her there. I would see her at different events. Uh, a woman who works for me, Melissa Zimmerman, uh, went to the academy with her. They're close friends. Now, she is a absolutely, let's say, a great cop. She's going to be a great commissioner. And she'll make everybody proud. And uh, you know, whatever the reason was that Eric Adams hired her, he made the right decision. Yeah, and we're, we're the better for it. The Congressman Peter King on the Bernie and Sid Show. Congressman, briefly, uh, again, Joe Biden coming to town with Eric Adams. The two of them allegedly, uh, well, Adams claims to be against the uh, no-cash bail law. He, he, he articulates that pretty strongly. <clears throat> Joe Biden said he stands with Adams on that very issue do you think they're going to call out the Governor Hopeless Hochul and uh, the state legislature and really make that an issue? Because that is one of the biggest issues that needs to be reformed. 
Uh, absolutely. That has to be done. That's, that is much more important than even the, you know, the illegal guns. Uh, this is something to give the judges the discretion, the right to hold a dangerous person in jail. It's just it's wrong what's going on right now. I have to say I'm disappointed in Kathy Hochul. When I was in Congress with her, she was on my committee. She was very moderate, even slightly right of center. When she was the county clerk upstate, she wouldn't give driver's licenses to illegal immigrants. Now she's gone totally the other way, yep. and it's, it's truly unfortunate. Uh, so, but it's, listen, it's, right now you have the president and the mayor. They have the whole country looking at them. Put the pressure on the, on the governor, on the assembly, on the Senate. Get the job done. Uh, Mayor Adams is saying all the right things, and I, I, I'm, I'm hopefully following through on it. But tomorrow is a golden opportunity, and I hope they don't spend all the time just talking about guns. Listen, I'm, uh, I, I want every illegal gun out of New York, but that's going to take years and years and years <laughs> to get started. Right. What they can do tomorrow, what they can start doing tomorrow, is let the cops do their job. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that, that'll get the results right away. Peter, as always, it was an uh, incredible appearance here this morning. Again, our hearts go out to you and, of course, to the Mora family, every NYPD, and every police officer on their way to St. Patrick's this morning. Uh, when I was there on Friday, it'll be the case again today. Cops from New Jersey, Philadelphia, Miami, California. Jeb Blue is actually flying some of these cops in for free. So it is a tremendous show of love and solidarity. So thank you for showing up there this morning, and thank you for doing a great job on our show. We love you, Peter. Thank you. Thank you, Bernie. Thank you, Sid. Right All right, Pop. Thank, thank you, sir. Congressman Peter King. Only uh, halfway through, it's been a great Wednesday show already. Still to come, Lydia reports, Nicole Maliotakis. Beat Bernie, your phone calls, and more. 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. The second half on this hump day Wednesday of Bernie and Sid about to come your way. Some really poignant lyrics in that song. What have we become born into this evil world? As I'm watching the coverage, why is this moron Dean Meminger wearing a mask standing outside with nobody next to him? My God, on New York. Right. Anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm saying something nice. The coverage of the Wilbert Mora funeral, and I got all aggravated watching Meminger, but played the same song on Friday morning for uh, Jason Rivera. Another sad day in New York City. Tons of cops that have texted me already, Bernie. I'm sure you two on their way into New York City. The funeral will be at uh, 10 o'clock today. Jason Rivera's was 9 o'clock on Friday. This one is uh, 10 o'clock. So it's a uh, sad day. And we just spoke to Peter King. He's uh, on his way in. Uh, Snooki's coming back today at 925. She did so well yesterday. And uh, despite some of your stupid texts to the management here at the station, we're bringing her back. 
So 925 Snooky. You, you good with that, Bern? Okay? Yeah. yeah. We'll talk about... <laughs> yeah. uh, We'll talk about the fact that the uh, Department of Justice won't cover the uh, legal cost for the cops who protected the courthouses in Portland. Perfect. Uh, we'll talk to her about that. Perfect. See, see how she feels. Yeah. She's all over this stuff. When you asked no her about doubt. Jack Chitterelli yesterday, that was uh, one of the funniest moments in the history yeah. of New York radio. So uh, she was great, and the ratings were great when she was on yesterday, despite some of your uh, idiotic and, uh, and uh, uninformed emails. She's not really coming back today, but she will be back when we feel like it. Uh, on a serious note, though, I have this question for you. And what do you, me, what do you think is worse, Bernie? Yeah. We know Whoopi Goldberg has been suspended for two weeks. I'm okay with it. I don't like Whoopi. Uh, I've said in the past time and time again to you, I think she's every bit as bad as Joy Behar. You've actually almost defended her a couple of times. Ah, you know, she has her moments. I don't think so. I think she's full of it. So I'm not upset that she got suspended. You can fire her today. I'd be thrilled to death. But I do want to ask you this question, which is worse. Whoopi Goldberg's idiotic and uninformed comment about the Holocaust, where the reason why I give her a little, a little benefit of the doubt is she did say it was inhumane. She never made it sound like the Holocaust I mean, wasn't a bad thing. But, but duh, inhumane. The inhumane is like an understatement. I understand. I understand. I mean, uh, that but, hardly but, 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 exonerates but you, her. But you've heard other people say it didn't happen. You've heard that. Oh, sure. Okay. No, but here's the, here's the gist of what uh, I, I think outraged people, of course, the, the racial component. I mean, uh, Jews looked at, I mean, Hitler himself, he called the Germans the master race, the Aryans. The Slavs and the Jews were inferior races. I got it. He was going to do away with them. Yep. I mean, he was all about race, blah, blah, blah. But he was. Well, she's uninformed. She she's uninformed. She's stupid. She is. She's ignorant. Uh, but here's right. what she said. It, it, it was even more than that, though. It was, it was like, dismissive. She, you know, even when, when she went on Colbert, she talked about, uh, you know, I'm black. Uh, oh, duh. We know that. <laughs> like, like uh, that makes a difference. It doesn't make a difference. What she said was this. It's white people doing it to white people. This is y'all go fight amongst yourselves. In other words, she was dismissive. She was like, I don't really care. I'm a black woman, and I don't care. Yeah, I, get I it. mean, that was really that, – that, that, that particular quote was the takeaway for me, uh, you know, minimizing what happened. Uh, like, you know, eh, it's not my problem, not my business. Okay. Okay, fair enough. So that, that explains the suspension. That explains the, the outcry, the anger. Again, I'm angry, but not as angry as some of my Jewish brethren, but I'm angry. But my question to you is this. What's worse? What she said a couple of days ago, and at least, at least, she's been suspended. It's not like there's no repercussions here. Or the countless, the countless people on the left that have no problem, no problem putting January 6th in the same sentence as 9-11. What's worse? Uh, I would go with the latter. Me too. Me too. I would, so, I would so, absolutely. So, so we've heard a million people on television and politicians, AOC and others, say put January 6th where one person died, one innocent lady, by the way, who was a Trump supporter, who was murdered for that. One person died. Compare that to 3,000 people dying on 9-11. Nobody gets in trouble. Whoopi says something stupid and maybe somewhat hateful, and I can't stand her, and she's gone for two weeks. That is part of the hypocrisy. That I don't understand. To me, what she said, not nearly, not nearly as ugly as somebody comparing January 6th to 9-11. No, sick or woke tards are trying to equate a, well, what was essentially, uh, you know, a protest gone awry. You know, they, they did, well, they stormed the Capitol. They were waved in by the police. I mean, it's all political. This is all political. But to use 9-11, 
for to further your political uh, agenda is absolutely the, one of the most sickening things you, you could possibly do. Uh, you know, 3,000 people dead. I mean, just it, it really is. Uh, it, it, what will be said dwarfs what these people are doing right here. Good. And I think we're going to look back again as this being part and parcel of this uh, this sick, lunatic, uh, you know, woke, woke-tard time that we're living in right now with these crazy, crazy, patently false statements like that. Well, I'm glad we agree on that one, that uh, the uh, the latter certainly worse than even what this idiot, and she's an idiot, Whoopi Goldberg said, uh, and not just once, she actually doubled down on Colbert. She had the opportunity to come back and, and maybe dial it back just a little, and she sat there on his couch, fatso, and uh, said the same thing. In fact, we have that audio, don't we? Uh, as a matter of fact, we do. Play it. Play Whoopi with uh, Stephen Colbert saying the same thing that got us suspended for two weeks. I I feel... Being black, when we talk about race, it's a very different thing to me. Mm -hmm. So I said that I I felt that the Holocaust wasn't about race. People were very angry, and they said, no, no, we are a race. And I I understand. I understand. I I felt differently. This wasn't based on the skin. You couldn't tell who was Jewish. They they had issues with ethnicity. you got to stop it. Not with race, because most of the Nazis were white people, and uh-huh. most of the people they were attacking were white people. Oh. So to me, I'm thinking, how can, you, how can you say it's about race if you are fighting each other? Don't you understand, Byrne? Don't you get it? Uh, she's so stupid. Uh, <laughs> again, uh, I'm not going to repeat what I said earlier about yeah. what Hitler said and race. And the Jews have been looked at and persecuted as separate and apart, as, as a race, as a race amongst themselves. Uh, you know, melatonin notwithstanding. And uh, listen, what she said on Stephen Colbert, uh, the, the next morning, the very next morning, she went on uh, The View and said this. Play that apology, please, Justin. It is indeed about race because Hitler and the Nazis considered Jews to be an inferior oh, race. The words matter and mine are no exception. I regret my comments, as I said, and I stand corrected. I also stand with the Jewish people. No, you don't. Well, in and fact, the, I don't want you to have the Jewish name Goldberg. I don't even want you to have that. John Pohoritz in today's New York Post is exactly right. You shouldn't be a Goldberg. You should be who you are. Alex how dare Johnson, you? Whatever the hell your name is. I mean, listen, if you put on a, uh, a sombrero on Cinco de Mayo, they call you a bigot and a racist. Oh, remember, you, remember when poor Donald Trump was having the fajita? They went yeah. nuts on the guy. They went nuts. Uh, yeah, the, uh, the uh, something bowl. It wasn't a fajita. Whatever the hell it was. But, yeah, they went nuts on him. And meanwhile... She culturally appropriated a Jewish name yes, for, for for a, a career expediency and got away with it forever. What a was, Jewish uh, name. What was the other witch? Because there were two witches on that show. The difference is, unlike the Wizard of Oz, there is no good witch. There's no Glenda. They're both the evil witches. Uh, the other witch, this uh, Joy Behar, was she right. like nodding her head in agreement? But did, did she talk? Do you have any Joy Behar? Did, yeah, she's not, Jewish. They, they, she's they Jewish. Were, they were tepidly trying to uh, steer... A whoopee away from uh, the conversation. Because here's the thing. Uh, you know, it's amazing that Whoopi Goldberg, she's got the privilege. She's liberal. She's black. She's a female. And she casually, just so casually, like if you and I were talking about the Holocaust, we'd be walking on eggshells. But that just shows you how comfortable she thought she was, that, that, that she's bulletproof, so that she can talk to, about the Holocaust like that. Because she, in, in reality... A lot, of, a lot of people do have that uh, that that immunity, 
uh, you know, being black and a female, et cetera, et cetera. But in this case, not so much. Mm. Rosenberg.city, my Instagram, getting messages from a lot of folks. who are like, no, we love Snooky yesterday. We're actually disappointed you haven't covered this morning, episode one last night, the new season, season 12 of Real Housewives of New Jersey. I just don't watch the show anymore. So I didn't watch it last night. I'm not going to watch it. So I can't cover it because I didn't watch it. What was I watching instead? I was watching... Um, Oh, it's watching the ID channel. One of these uh, shows, Bernie, where, like, the wives kill their husbands. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my, my wife, Carol, loves I those I know things. Carol loves it, too, and so, so do me and Danielle. And, and I watch this channel for hours. I don't know. You know, if I'm not watching a good movie, I've given you guys two very good recommendations. Or Journal for Jordan, starring Michael B. Jordan, directed by Denzel Washington. And The Tender Bar, starring Ben Affleck, directed by uh, Clooney. These are two great movies. If I'm not watching that... I'm pretty, and not politics or a little bit of sports, I am pretty much watching murder on the ID channel. I it's, can't get away from it. It is so depressing. I, I don't understand <laughs> I know, how my wife, know. you know, the show's like 48 hours that could cover stuff like that. I love it. I uh, mean, it's, 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 it's the dark side of humanity, and I don't want to see that. Uh, I want to be uplifted. I'm all over Tamron Hall. You know, she, uh, turns out she's like Ellen DeGeneres. She's impossible to work for. Everybody hates her. And you wouldn't know because she's cute. You know, she's cute. She seems very, very nice. She right. does one of these murder shows, which is actually, I believe, directed or produced by, uh, produced, not directed by Khloe Kardashian on the ID channel. And I, I just, I can't stop watching. I, I, you're right. And then I get depressed. I get angry. I'm mad. And then I go to bed. And, the, and then I wake up and I'm in a bad mood. Not only that, it, it puts ideas in people's heads as well. Oh, it if gives them ideas. Yeah, I think so. No. Yeah, especially the one I watch, which had the wives murder the husbands. Right. So um, Danielle's got a book of ideas. <laughs> yeah, like the uh, the whole thing about uh, uh, putting you know antifreeze in uh, your uh, husband's coffee. They always do that. They do right? that, uh, uh, Bernie, a million times. That's such an easy way to do that, and yeah. then your husband dies, and nobody does an autopsy, and, and you get away with it. <laughs> yeah, but you know why these ladies are stupid is you're right, but they do it to like three or four husbands. So then eventually they come back and go, well, wait a second. This is the fourth time this lady's husband died, and those are the ones that get caught. But if you do it once, just one time, you'll get away with it. So there's your, there's your, uh, your I guess, your tip of the day. Antifreeze in all Joey's coffee. We'll get it done. <laughs> just a, a little drop, not too much. Daily do it, and it'll eventually uh, the yeah. cumulative effect will cause them to die. Maybe somebody could throw some antifreeze in uh, Snoop Dogg's. Okay. Well, we wouldn't want that. We don't want Snoop Dogg to die or get sick or get we, hurt. We just we want, want him to get... get the hell off the right. stage. Right. And we we like to see his ass whooped as well. We, we would, right? Big time. Big time. He's a punk. He's a lowlife. He's a piece of garbage. And uh, he's just, just a mutt. And uh, shame on Corona. You know what? I'm not going to drink Corona beer anymore because you know, yeah, he does those commercials with yeah. Martha Stewart. Martha Stewart is on commercials with him. They're doing like uh, food together and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, they're supposed to be besties from uh, way back. I uh, ain't buying that crap. So let me ask you this: We both agree that the January 6th comparison to 9/11 is worse than what would be said about the Jews and the Holocaust. You think more people would email Chad and John and be upset if we brought Snooky back or book Snoop Dogg? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's a toss-up, to be quite honest. It is a complete and total toss-up. Well, no, seriously, what, if, what if Jennifer Grodd came to you today and said, Snoop Dogg wants to talk to you and Bernie. He thinks he's being mischaracterized. He uh, he wrote those lyrics a long time ago. 
Well, if, if there was some type of, uh, it's all hypothetical, of course, but if there was some type of argument to be made that he would come on this show, would we say yes? Oh, absolutely. Oh, you would? Yeah, oh, yeah, sure. Let him explain himself. And if it's not sufficient, just uh, call him the uh, punk-ass B-word that he is, the I... low-life uh, you know, garbage can, as Bo Deedle will call well, well, him. Well, how long into the conversation will you resort to that? Uh, probably three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> because he would not be remorseful. But, 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 but I'm talking for a minute and a half, so it's only a minute and a half into your into your conversation. You're going to go right to your trash can, your low life. Uh, yeah, pretty much, because he's not changing his ways. He's just a dirty, filthy, disgusting, hateful person. Agreed. There's no way he's changing his mind, so I wouldn't let him go on and spew his, uh, his garbage. I would, uh, you know, I'll give him a couple of minutes and then... Then lay into him. So, yeah, I would put him on, but just to uh, call him out. Right. But then we've got, uh, like, Omarosa has become a verb on this show. If Bernie <laughs> Omarosa's you, you gone. Right? Basically, right? That, that's, that's the verb, Omarosa. The, the ending to that was, uh, was, to this day, one of the all-time great moments in our six years together. Well, that she hung up. <laughs> she hung up. We got a nice click <laughs> is what we got uh, because, yeah, I called her out, and uh, I'm glad I did. No, re- no regrets whatsoever. You think you were tougher on her or when you said, and I quote to Anthony Scaramucci, quote Bernie, you're dead to me? <laughs> uh, it, again, that was a toss-up. He, uh, he, he did not hang up. He had no. the, uh, no. you know, he had the security or, or whatever. He felt more, more manly, emboldened to stay on the line and uh, duke it out with me, but right, uh, right. she didn't. No, she didn't. Uh, it's all great stuff, folks. Part of the uh, great six-year history, which we celebrated last Thursday of the Bernie and Sid in the morning show. Lydia Reports is coming up next, and a very important conversation. I mean this. A very important conversation with Nicole Maliotakis coming up at 840. You want to keep it right here, 40 minutes of great radio about to come your way, only right here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. This is Lydia Reports on 77 WABC. Here's Lydia Serrani. Well, guys, despite the Biden administration telling us that white supremacy is the greatest threat now facing the nation, perhaps they should take a listen to the FBI director, Christopher Wray. I mean, he's been pretty outspoken and saying what we all know, but clearly the Bidens are compromised when it comes to China. This is what Ray said. Listen. There is just no country that presents a broader threat to our ideas, our innovation, and our economic security than China. The Chinese government steals staggering volumes of information and causes deep, job-destroying damage across a wide range of industries. Well, that's refreshing to hear from uh, somebody I consider half a loser, uh, Christopher Ray. <laughs> just half? Uh, yeah, but uh, no, but uh, yeah, I'll take that. That he's a, a, a thousand percent correct. The communist Chinese government is the one, the, the biggest threat to this, the existence of the United States as we know it today. Forget Russia, forget white supremacy, forget well, of course, crime in the, in this country. But we're talking about global, globally. Uh, these the Chinese are nefarious. Uh, what they're doing, stealing our intellectual property for years and years and years. And their aggression, their, 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 their hegemonistic designs on the globe to take over, to be the dominant country as we are today, they want to replace us. There's no question about it. And they're evil. And look what they did with the uh, pandemic. 
I mean, if they didn't create it intentionally, at the very least, they allowed flights to go out of Wuhan, China, knowing that the people on the flights were infected with the virus while stopping flights from going from Wuhan into internal China. So they're bad, bad, bad people. And uh, the I, I Chinese mean, Communist Party, not the Chinese people themselves, oh, uh, obviously, bingo. and not the uh, oh, absolutely. It's the CCP. And and there's it's the spying, uh, Bernie, is so rampant that Olympic athletes are now being advised to throw away their phones while they're in Beijing to use throwaway phones. Don't use your personal phones because they're going to be hacked. The FBI says China is trying to seal info regarding vaccines, nuclear power plants, and even fertility clinics. They have to launch two investigations a day, the FBI alone. This is what they're telling the public, so God only knows how bad it really is, against China for spying. And then, of course, there's fentanyl. There's fentanyl. They're getting record number of fentanyl at our border. And it's not because we've got more border patrol at the border. It's because it's so the the volume, the sheer volume of it. And they're even lacing marijuana with fentanyl. That's why recently, I, I, I don't know if you remember, I did a story on your show, on your guys' show, about this kid overdosing in Connecticut, a 14-year-old. He overdosed and died because he smoked marijuana. They're lacing marijuana with fentanyl. There's been 40 overdoses alone in the last two months in Connecticut, all over the country. Take a listen to Senator Chip Roy of Texas. This is a, he's interviewing the Brandon Judd. He is the head of the Border Patrol Union. Listen. True or false, we've encountered something like 14,000 pounds of fentanyl, recognizing that a sugar, sugar packet of fentanyl would kill everybody in this room. Uh, in the last year, and that those drugs are now flowing into our country and our communities, and 100,000 Americans died of opioid poisonings last year. I try to say measured, but I'm extremely ticked off any time I get this question. We have allowed the criminal cartels to create billions of dollars in revenue at the expense of U.S. citizens who are dying at a record rate in 2021. And the, the idiocracy that runs this country right now allows this to happen. The, the, the Chinese produce this fentanyl ship it to Mexico, it comes up across the border, and it kills tens of thousands of our citizens, our people. They know know what they're doing, these Chinese. They're ruining our society. I I feel like uh, for the next two weeks, you may want to lay off this. We are still celebrating the Lunar New Year (laughs) for the next 14 days. Listen, the people who, uh, the the Asian people, the Chinese people under the yoke of the communist Chinese government, they don't want that. No, the same thing with in North Korea. They don't want that. Well, I, I, I ran, too. I mean, uh, for, uh, unfortunately, these poor They're people. They're the first victims. Right, exactly right. So it's all the government. It's all the, the people in charge. We, we know that. Well, but, now that um, Sid's back in the room, I know we got to wrap this up. I got to. Did you well, talk about the New second. Jersey Housewives well, premiere? I did not watch it. I'm not watching New Jersey this year. I'm done with it. But I got to tell you, so I didn't see it. But uh, Luke Lograno, Lydia and Bernie, actually knows a guy. You ready for this? He's on the bobsled team. Tomorrow night, of course, is the opening ceremonies for the Olympics in Beijing. And it turns out that, according to Luke, not only have they not taken his phone away, but they're treating him very nicely. And he's having a very nice time in China as he prepares to compete coming up on Friday. So that's a personal story. While they steal his information, while they steal his biological information, and they're going to create a bioweapon to kill him and his entire family. They lull him into a sense of complacency, (laughs) and then, boom, they're going to drop the hammer on him at some point. Well, there you go, Luke. Tell your friend that it's coming. He he, he can't escape it. Bernie and Lydia are convinced, and Gordon (laughs) Chang, too. It's coming. (laughs) It's coming. All right, Uh, But, Sid... 
Sid, by the way, just yeah. for everybody listening, everybody thought me and you got into an argument or a fight the other day because we were talking about Michael oh, Rappaport. Oh, God, who cares? It's These so ridiculous. so stupid. Don't I love worry. Sid. I love Bernie. We love each other. I, I, we can I, I, agree to disagree. It's I got, a spirited I, conversation. I got yelled at all day. Stop yelling at Lydia. I'm like, what yelling, you morons? You did not yell at me. Not once. You did not yell at me. No. Hey, not this, once. Is not, this is not NPR, okay? Right, exactly. We get into it we're once in a while. We're not snowflakes. But, but no, we're not snowflakes. That's what I'm saying, whether they, they, they complain about a Snooki interview who was great yesterday in the ratings, by the way, show. We did very well when she was on, despite these morons. Whether they think you and I are in a fight. It doesn't mean anything. They don't know what's going on here. All I know is this. This show is killing it. Our ratings, and our, we are number one by a mile. Only 10-10 wins beats us in the whole city. So what do I care about these idiots who think me and you had to fight Lydia or they're mad at me for booking Snooky? I don't care. I don't care. I'm just thrilled again to be part of this show because thank it you. is it is amazing. And thank you guys for allowing me to be a part of it. Thank oh, you're you, great. I thank love you it. Very Every much. morning thank I look you. forward to it. Uh, thank you're, you. you're very sweet. And Katz Matidis, John Katz Matidis, Cats at Night, 5 o'clock. Today is Wednesday. You never know who we'll get, but I can guarantee you it's news you need to know. And guess what? We're, we are the number one show at 5 o'clock in the country. It's incredible what John Katzmatzini yeah. and Margo and Chad Lopez and Emily have done with this station. So we are on our on the right track, the right trajectory. We got some great leaders at the helm. So thank you, Katz Lydia. Night, oh, great. You can follow Lydia on Instagram at Lydia News One. A quick message I want to read to you, Burn. Our old uh, colleague Mike Mancuso from WFAN. He's a great guy. And I told you his lovely wife Lisa, Lisa Mancuso loves this show. She sent me this Good morning, Sid and Bernie. I love your show so much. Sid, the only complaint is you make me cry too much. Can I ask you, of all the people you interview, who is most likely to investigate a story about Hochul and NYSED? I'm sorry to ask, but the future of our kids is truly at stake. It's in regard to New York State's regulation number NYCRR 2.60. So glad Bernie is back. Thank you. You have an answer for that? You know what she's talking about, Bern? I would imagine she's talking about the mask mandates. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I, listen, there are some people out there with strong uh, voices. I played uh, Bruce Blakeman yesterday talking about the mask mandates. He's fighting back. Uh, uh, he, we're not adhering to it here in Nassau County. At least he's telling schools that they don't have to. Schools are making up their own minds. But uh, I, I believe that's what she's talking about. I mean, all these numbers or whatever, I'd have to look it up. I honestly don't know. But, uh, Lisa, thank you for listening, and thank you for your kind words. And I'm glad I read it to you, because if anybody would know, other than Snooky, it's you. Other <laughs> than <laughs> Snooky. Hey, listen, Nicole Maliotakis is coming up, and it's very, very important. She's going to talk about, well, crime, Governor Hochul, and all that stuff, but also the gerrymandering, the, the, this, the, the, a brazen power grab on the part of the New York State Legislature to redistrict these congressional districts, it's, it's going to an uphill battle for Nicole Maliotakis to get reelected, for Lee Zeldin, for a bunch of other Republicans. This is a real serious story. She's coming up. The digital dollar could give the feds control of your money. Get the digital dollar report. Call 1-800-862-6970 and also receive a $1,000 credit from Priority Gold to protect your money. Or just go to digitaldollarreport.com. Please note, the information provided does not constitute financial or investment advice.
Silly Joel. Lisa Mancuso got back. We Bernie. You were close. Uh, what she was talking about was above and beyond masks. She's talking about how schools are allowing nurses to administer vaccines without parental consent. That is oh kind of gross. That's terrible. So. That is, that's got to be illegal. <laughs> I, I, I mean, flat out freaking illegal. I can't believe that. I would think so, too. Hey, a shout-out, too, to uh, Bo Deedle, Joe Esposito, all the cops on their way right now. The funeral for Wilbert Morris starts in about 74 minutes. Uh, again, I was there Friday for Jason Rivera. It'll be a packed house again today. All the cops on their way there now. Uh, obviously, uh, it's going to be a rough morning for you. We're going to carry this thing live at WABCradio.tv, live stream it. And don't forget, coming up at 9 o'clock this morning, a moment of silence for both slain officers, Jason Rivera and Wilbert Mora. So, again, a sad day here in New York City. I uh, hate to use that as kind of the uh, diving board to bring on our next guest, but she's a happy lady and a terrific local politician and somebody that both me and Bernie love. Her name is Nicole Maliotakis. She's uh, going to be in a battle again, it looks like, against Max Rose and maybe somebody else. Nicole, good morning, sweetie. Welcome back. How are you? Good morning, guys. Good to be with you. Nice to have you. Before we get to the uh, the big story, which, of course, is redistricting and the gerrymandering, all that stuff, uh, John Katz and Matides, I know you love, uh, and Frank Morano broke this story on Monday. It sounds like your race coming up against Max Rose may be a little more crowded. A guy that you ran against before when you ran for mayor and you should have won then is seriously considering running against you and Max because supposedly he hates Max, quote, more than you do. What do you think about Bill de Blasio running against you for Congress? Well, I'll say this. Uh, The people of this district rejected both Max and Bill de Blasio uh, when I ran against them. And they certainly don't want either coming back to represent the good people of Staten Island, Southern Brooklyn. And that is exactly why Democrats are trying to do a Hail Mary pass here and trying to change the rules, change the boundaries of the district to try to tilt the scale and give uh, the Democratic nominee an advantage to try to steal this seat from the people of Staten Island, Southern Brooklyn and uh, silence their voices. This is about canceling me and, and silencing them. And, and, and it's unfortunate that we're in this situation. People need to understand what's going on. The Democrats in Albany, just like the Democrats in Washington, they can't win by the rules, so they need to change the rules. You would say that an election is about you choosing your representative, but they believe it's about them choosing their constituencies. And that's why this is so wrong, and we need people to really stand up and join me in this fight um, to make sure that we prevail and win this seat Uh, because it's not only important for New York City to have one Republican voice in Washington, it's also critically important for us to flip the House, and this is one of those key seats to do it. No question about it. Congresswoman Nicole Maliotakis on the Bernie and Sid Show. This is a really a breathtaking, uh, jaw-dropping, draconian power grab on the part of these people, the state legislature, and, and no doubt, Whatever, whatever they propose, this commission proposes the the Democrat one party state essentially is what we live in. They're going to pass it. But we spoke with Congressman Peter King earlier, a Congresswoman Maliotakis. We spoke to Congressman Peter King, and he says that we have to rely on the courts. It might might not pass in the courts. What do you think? Well, certainly there will be, I'm sure, constituents from within my current district and in the districts surrounding my district who are going to challenge these lines because it's not just political gerrymandering. Remember, it is it is 
when you, in 2014, the people of New York State in public referendum said they wanted independent redistricting. They did not want the powers that be in Albany to do it. And then again, this past November, they said they didn't want the um, power. They want a non. They want nonpartisan maps, not partisan gerrymandering. Again, they did it. So twice they've said this to the people in Albany, and yet Albany doesn't care. They don't care about the voices of the people in my district and across New York who said they wanted this to be a nonpartisan process. They chose to grab the power back, and they are doing this because, look, quite frankly, I beat Max handily. I beat uh, Bill de Blasio overwhelmingly in the mayor's race in this district. And they know that they cannot beat me on merit, on policy, on debate, because the policies that the Democrats are putting forward in Washington and here in New York are disastrous and people are fed up. So this is basically their last ditch attempt to try to just change the rules. And what is this reminiscent of? Look what they've done in Washington. Okay, they've attempted to pack the court. Jerry Nadler came out with a proposal to pack the court. Uh, They've tried to change our election laws three times this year. Okay, they've tried to eliminate the filibuster in the Senate. If they can't win by the rules, they try to change the rules. But just like we defeated them on those attempts in Washington, we're going to do the same thing. And I need everyone really. This is I need everyone's support here. I need people to donate so we can fight back at Nicole4NY.com. This is an assault on everyone who feels that they should have a voice in Washington that they elect, not the politicians selecting the the people that they want to represent in the district. Is that a number four or F-O-R for mayor? It's a F-O-R. F-O-R. Okay, so you're not, you're not, right, it's not a beta complete for you because as you just talked about, you're going to win, you can get the donations, you defeated Max Rose handily, you defeated Bill de Blasio in that district for mayor handily. You're not buying into if, in fact, the courts don't see this and change this, that that pretty much means you're going to lose. You're not buying into that. Well, I, I, I won in the current district against those two. But what I will say is, despite this district being the new district, being one that was a, a district that Trump won by 10 to one in which Biden won by nine, I did beat Bill de Blasio in that new proposed district when I ran for mayor in 2017. Gotcha. So, yes, we can still prevail. Um, but at the end of the day, this is a long process. Uh, as I said, there'll be there'll be legal challenges from people within the district who feel that they are not being uh, treated fairly uh, and they are being targeted uh, and also minority groups that are unhappy uh, with the lines being changed. So, so this is not just, you know, conservatives from Staten Island. This is an impact on various groups throughout the entire city and state. And so it was just, you know, blatant, blatant gerrymandering. Uh, and I think there are some legal arguments to be made against that they violated the state constitution and they also the Voting Rights Act up on the federal level. So but we'll leave that to the constituents if they feel that they're going to challenge this in court. Uh, that's up to them. But we can still win this race with everyone's support. Uh, and I think it's critically important because we need to send a message to the powers that be in Albany that it's the people that choose their representatives, not the politicians who choose uh, their constituencies. Nicole Maliotakis, Congresswoman Nicole Maliotakis on the Bernie and Sid Show. And never forget, folks, uh, this weasel Max Rose actually marched with Black Lives Matter outside in NYPD precinct. When they were down, he kicked them in the face, did Max Rose. Keep that in mind. And also this brazen power grab. uh, One example is out in Long Island. They want to combine a Long Island district with the Bronx. That's how stupid this is. That's how that's how undemocratic it is. But, Nicole Maliotakis, let's talk about crime. 
We're going to have a funeral for the second officer who was uh, murdered uh, in cold blood by this uh, lunatic who was out on parole or whatever the hell he was. And uh, we have the we have big problems. President Biden's going to come to town tomorrow. They're not going to accomplish a damn thing. And you have the governor of the state of the Kathy Hopeless Hochul. She's against against reforming this no cash bail law. I mean, what chance do we have to fix this uh, horrific crime problem we have right now? Yeah, I hope they're not just going to give the public lip service here. I hope they're actually going to go after those who are committing crimes in our city. The reality is they want to talk about gun violence. Well, guess what? Nine out of ten people arrested with an illegal firearm are being released back onto the street because of Hochul and Cuomo's bail law. And also 50 percent of those who actually shoot someone are being released back onto the street. So so if they want to do something. They need to lock up the bad guys. They can't allow them to look Kings Kings Plaza just the other day person who shot a teenager was just released in November despite being arrested for four illegal firearms. Jeez. So, and it's not just gun violence, right? I had a, a, a somebody, a young person, 22 years old, stabbed to death in my district over the weekend. And we're seeing crime rise all across the board. Rape, assault, robbery, grand larceny, um, you know, carjacking. We just saw a police officer being carjacked uh, this last, last night. Um, so this is this is a, a real issue. If they want to get serious, they need to repeal the bail law. Uh, I'm happy to see Mayor Adams pushing for that, and I support him in that effort. And also, he is restoring the plain clothes unit. Uh, but we also need to make sure that we don't elect politicians who continually, as you say, march with, to defund the police, who vote to defund the police, who vote for radical bail laws. Uh, that that's the reality. We've got to start voting for people who actually support law and order, who have the backs of our police officers and respect the, the public's right to public safety. Just this morning, Kathy Hochul, by the way, telling people in New York, cut Alvin Bragg, the new Manhattan DA, some slack. Get off his back. That's, that's unbelievable. Oh, great. Uh, Nicole, listen, we love you. We think you're great. Uh, hopefully this thing doesn't come to fruition. If it does, Nicole4Congress.com. Nicole for, Nicole Con- for New York. For Nicole New York, for I'm sorry. Yes, NicoleforNewYork.com, NicoleforNewYork.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, give us some money and make sure she wins. Even if they try to screw her, we're going to make sure that doesn't, uh, that doesn't happen. So thank you for coming on this morning. Keep coming back, and best of luck to you. All right. Thanks, guys. Great to be with you. You too. Thank Nicole you. Maliotakis. And we, uh, we got more to do. I know 9 o'clock we're going to take a moment of silence uh, out of respect for both Jason Rivera and Wilbert Mora, who's about to uh, – his funeral's about to start – in 64 minutes, in St. Patrick's Cathedral. So we'll do that coming up at 9. So we'll come back and finish up what's been a great 8 o'clock hour on Bernie and Sid right after this. Following the fatal shooting of NYPD officers Jason Rivera and Wilbert Mora, it's more important than ever to show our police the support and respect they deserve. Today, 77 WABC is asking all Americans to stand and take a moment of silence right now at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to honor true heroes, police officer Jason Rivera and police officer Wilbert Mora. Show your support for officers Rivera and Mora, their families, friends, and all police personnel by going to wabcradio.com slash pin to get your free 77 WABC Back the Blue pin. Once you get your pin, take a selfie and post it to your social media with the hashtag 77WABCBTB. Let the world know that you back the blue. And now, we will pause for a moment of silence to honor these true heroes.
New York City police officers Jason Rivera and Wilbert Mora. New York, Bernie and Sid in the morning. Hot Radio 77. Now my daughter asked me if I had Tourette's last night, Ava. <laughs> I swear, Bernie, I'm not kidding you. We're sitting at dinner and, and I'm like, I started yelling and then of course I told myself to shut up, which I do out loud. And well, she said, that's, she said that's, that. That's yeah. kind of a valid question. <laughs> <laughs> I know. To be quite honest well, that's how I reacted, too. I wasn't like, Ava. I was like, well, maybe I do. How quickly, before we get back to the meat of the day with my man Bernard, I do want to announce that the latest episode of Citizens United, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm a little, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not sure the right word to use here. This podcast is so good, and again, it has nothing to do with me. It's the graphics department here at WABC. This puts Wendy Williams, anything on Bravo, to shame. I mean to shame. And Doug is a very funny writer, very funny. So, yes, I deliver it, but I got to tell you, the graphics department is amazing. I feel like it should be bigger than it is, but check it out. Episode 10, Citizens United at WABCRadio.com. It's also, I believe, on iTunes, YouTube, I guess everywhere. Check it out, Citizens United 10. And one more view that you should watch. I gave you those two movies. I did watch Saturday Bernard on A&E, the documentary which just came out on Janet Jackson. And let me tell you, you know, I love Michael Jackson. It's unfortunate what he did with the little boys and all that, and I can't get past that. I just can't get past unfortunate. it. Unfortunate. <laughs> I would say unfortunate. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but Janet Jackson, what a career. This girl, she's had an amazing career. I mean, no one dwarfs her, not even her brother. She is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. She's got a billion big-time hits. She sells out every arena, 80,000 strong across the world for years and years and years. She's a good actress. She's been in some very, very fine films. This girl is an amazing talent. But I had to watch that A&E documentary this weekend just to remind myself that it's not just about Michael. Now, Janet Jackson is a legitimate all-time superstar, and the documentary is great because it talks a lot about the relationship, which was never really talked about in detail in public between Janet and Michael. It's a good watch, A&E, Janet Jackson. Uh, she interests me not at all. I can't even think of one song that I like that she I, ever I don't I hear you. Not even one. Yeah, but if I stop playing Janet Jackson songs, trust me, I know you very well. You're going to be like, oh, yeah, I like that song. Oh, yeah, I like that I, song. But you just I, don't remember the titles. I get it. Trust me. I'm with you. I'm with uh, you. So, listen, uh, the funeral, sad, tragic funeral for the second officer, uh, Officer Wilbert Mora, is underway. Uh, people are filing into uh, St. Patrick's Cathedral as we speak. It's I think it terrible. starts at 10, though. I think it starts at 10. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, it starts at 10. That's yes. right. The last one was 9 o'clock. Yes, yes, it was. Yes. But they are filing into St. Patrick's as we speak, and it's an awful, awful thing. As uh, Deb Valentine reported in a local news Another cop shot last night. He was uh, actually early this morning. This guy's driving to work, uh, an off-duty cop out in Rockaway, believe it or not. And he, th- th- there's an attempted carjacking. So, some dudes uh, roll up with a gun. He gets out of the car with his gun. He starts shooting. 
bottom line is they got arrested and he's going he's in the hospital he's going to be okay but i mean the, just the, uh, the the unbelievable lawlessness continues uh, a carjacking it can have to, it's up 350% in new york city and a similar percentages around the country carjackings so that could happen to me driving into uh, you know wabc in the morning i mean anybody can roll up to your window and point a gun and you're done so either way, Joe Biden's coming to town tomorrow. He's going to meet with Eric Adams, and uh, he's going to solve the whole damn thing. This imbecile that, who runs the idiocracy down there in Washington, D.C. Listen to this guy on illegal immigration a year into his presidency, uh, Joe Biden on illegal immigration. Just take a listen to this, our leader here. Take a listen. Border security, Gov, we're working a lot with the neighboring countries. One of the fundamental things we got to do, in addition to some of the changes we'll make, we don't get into today, but is that if we figure out why they're leaving in the first place. He has no clue. No clue whatsoever. <laughs> Who cares? Build a wall. Stop it. And then we'll figure out why they want to leave. But right now we got an emergency on our hands. we got fentanyl. we got criminals. we got we got people coming across the border killing cops. That Houston cop, they had the funeral for him yesterday. He was killed by an illegal immigrant, for God's sake, you moron. Now, at the end of that meeting, he was meeting with a bunch of governors just to show how his handlers know that this guy is done. He's shot. He's the vegetable. He starts, uh, he says, hey, let's take some questions. Listen to what happened. If I may. But having said that, why don't I stop and uh, take any questions you all may have? And they tell me I'm supposed to call on Governor Cox first. Great. I think we'll They shut down. His handlers shut down the president of the United States. As they should, because any time any time he speaks, it's dangerous. They're right for doing it. He already declared that he's going to take I know, questions. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. You would think yeah. uh, they well, he already declared it. We'll take our chances. Not even take a chance. Did no, you Did you hear his voice though when he asked for the questions? I mean, he sounds. I hate to say it, and we're getting ready for another funeral, but he sounds like he's got one foot in the grave. I mean, he's shot. He's done. But, but he just sounds like he's done. like play that one more time. I got to hear that one more time. Joe Biden asking for questions. Let me hear that. But Listen having to said this. that, why don't I stop and uh, take oh any questions you all may have? Oh my! And they tell me <laughs> I'm supposed to call on Governor oh, Cox uh, first. He's like out of breath. Like is he is he really is he dying or something? Is he sick? Like what's what's really going he's, on? He's just old. You know, some people age. Uh, like Donald Trump is only a few years younger than him. Yeah. I mean, as a matter of fact, uh, it seems how you brought that up, uh, Justin. Uh, uh, Trump in Texas. You know, Trump was down the rally in Texas. You know how he does. He acknowledges politicians uh, in the uh, arena, yep. the yep. stadium, whatever. In this case, it was politicians and Roger Clemens. Listen to Trump. Take a listen to this. We have a lot of congressmen, warriors with us. So congressmen and representatives, just great people. We'll start. Brian Babin. Where's Brian? Brian. Thank you, Brian. Judge Mark Keogh. Judge. Thank you, Mark. Gonzalez Mayor. Connie Kassir. Connie Kassir. Thank you. Thanks, Connie. We're also joined by... One of the greatest pitchers, easily one of the greatest pitchers in baseball yeah. history, Roger Clemens with his incredible wife, Debbie. Roger. Where's Roger? Yeah. Look at him. Now, there's a leader. 
There's no, a leader. There's a man who, there. yeah. who knows what the hell he's doing. Joe Biden trying to acknowledge politicians at various events. Listen to this moron. And it's great to be uh, to be with your with members of Congress here. Mm-hmm. Maggie Hassan, Senator Jeannie Shaheen, Representative Amy Custer, uh, Annie Custer. No, no. I want to thank uh, uh, and recognize a guy that uh, I can't believe all he's done. What's that? Dr. John John Kingersong. The the former general, I keep calling him general, but my general. my uh, uh, the guy who runs that outfit uh, over there. Uh, 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 I want to make sure we thank uh, the secretary uh, for all he's done. I can't uh, thank him anyone better. Unbelievable. Than get, I mean, it's, it's, it's so bad. Doesn't so know his defense bad. secretary. It's just, I mean, there you go. This is the guy that's going to defend us against China. Uh, this is the guy that's coming to New York City tomorrow to solve the crime problem. We are in such, such this trouble. Is a guy, this is a guy, let me remind you, I'm so bad. I'm not repairing any relationships, am I? This is a guy that Eric Adams compares himself to favorably. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, let point. me just remind you of that because everybody wants, you know, like even, even uh, Maliotakis moments ago, well, I'm really happy that Eric wants to bail, you know, reform bail, which he's done nothing. He's made one phone call to Buffalo as far as, to Albany, as far as I know. Other than that, he's done nothing. He hasn't called out Alvin Bragg. He hasn't called out Kathy Hochul. He sat next to her at the funeral when I was sitting there on Friday, and they were rubbing elbows. So I just want to remind you that this is the guy that Eric Adams looks up to and talks about favorably and compares himself to. Now, you had this uh, – this guy's going to challenge uh, – he's definitely running for president in 2024. I mean, they have nobody. They really have no – you have Hillary Clinton is thinking about it, and you have this other guy, Governor Newsom, who has all these mask mandates oh, out there in California. Please. Governor French Laundry Newsom, the governor, <laughs> let's close down the this, this schools while I send my, pri- my, my kids go to uh, private schools, which are open. Th- this guy – Total, complete hypocrite. They caught him again without a mask a couple of days ago, hanging out with Magic Johnson, who's and, another and, guy that talks about masks. And exactly. Magic Johnson and other people. There were other photos as well of him maskless at that game. Here he is trying to explain it, Governor Newsom. Take a listen. I was very judicious yesterday, uh, very judicious. And you'll see the photo that I did take um, where Magic was kind enough generous enough to ask me for a photograph and in my left hand's the mask and i took a photo um uh, rest of the time i wore it uh as we all should um oh, not when i had a glass of water thing. Oh, and uh, encourage uh that's everybody a, he's else a liar just... he's a total liar that was a complete and total humble brag as well uh yeah magic johnson asked me for a photo uh he went, made sure he he made that point but uh but that's the guy he's gonna run he's gonna run trust me in 2024 uh, but he's got, you know, he ruined the state of California. I don't know. I don't know how effective he'd be. But I'll tell you somebody, lastly, a rising politician here in New York State. He replaced Laura Kern. This is Bruce Blakeman. He doesn't him and, he doesn't him and haw. He's like Donald Trump. He speaks clearly, strongly. He knows what he's talking about. Here he's talking about mask mandates. Bruce Blakeman. Take a listen to him. There is no science. This is all about control. It's about parents not having the right to decide what's best for their children. How do you like that? I love that. I mean, that's strong. This oh, guy he's good. is he's good. He's, yeah, he's, he's I've, I've done rallies with, with Bruce uh, when him and Ann Donnelly were both running right before they both won, which uh, both of them can thank you and I for that. Uh, I've done rallies with Bruce, and he's a very, very, he's a tough guy. He's good.
So as much as we like Laura Curran, I've seen her do uh, – she's doing Fox News with Kill Me. She's on his radio show. Uh, she was very, very timid. This guy is a, a, uh, a strong, strong leader, not uh, not yeah, yeah, equivocating yeah. in any way, shape, or form. Here we go again. So it actually turned out uh, for the better. Okay. As much as I like Laura Curran, I've said again. it many, many times. Right, right, right. What happened? Tell me. Well, what happened? You turned into me. What the hell is going on? Well, I mean, seriously. No, in, in retrospect, you I mean, we were this, all like, this, oh. is, this is the Lance Armstrong, Bernie McGurk all over again. You, you savaged the poor girl. And then she came into the studio, and you're a very charming, cute guy. I savage? Ah, oh, you were all over her. Kaminsky, no, 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 no. Kaminsky, she's that, no that's good. One, that's the one well, thing. Well, right now you're savaging her. This one, is uh, one thing is she, she supported Todd Kaminsky when right, she but, but should now, have but, the... but, but now you're killing her, and she's, gonna, she's supposed to be in the studio next Wednesday. What are you going to say? What are you going to say? I'm going to say, listen, Laura, you've got to open up. You've got to be more clear, forceful on, with your views, with your viewpoints. We can't be guessing what you think. If I ask you about, uh, you know, biological females, uh, biological males competing with biological females, have an opinion on well, it. Does she not One have an opinion on that? Does she not have an opinion on that? Because that's going to no. piss me off. I asked her uh, last time she was in studio with both of us. Yeah. I asked her directly about that just to try to gauge where she is. Right. Because I know she's a reasonable, common-sense Democrat. Right. And she didn't answer the question. Is that right? Yeah. I don't remember that. Uh, so and that's what she does when I, I watch her with Killmead. Mm-hmm. She, she's got to come out, be strong, and uh, take take a side. Take a side. Don't be afraid to take a side. Try to please everybody. Please nobody. Oh God, you hate Laura Curran. I don't hate Laura. You've Curran. always, by the way, you've never liked her. Let's be this honest. This is tough love, and I, I'm the one that introduced her to our show. I've been talking about how she, great she was through the pandemic. But in retrospect, and now I see Bruce Blakeman. Yeah. Yeah. He was definitely the better choice. At oh this point. my! God. Listen to this. this is terrible. First, Patrick Ewing, then Laura for governor. What the hell is going on with you? I'm just keeping it real, my brother. Keeping it real. Uh, Maybe you're right. (laughs) (laughs) 1-800-848. Maybe Bernie's right. 1-800-848. He probably is. Uh, WABC. 1-800-848-9222. We're going to play Beat Bernie, right? Yes. Your chance at 100 bucks, courtesy of the great Pete Morgan and Peerless Boilers, and a WABC Barry House coffee mug. All that you can win if you beat Bernie coming up at 940. We'll take a contestant right now. This is your father's favorite group, the Righteous Brothers? Loves the Righteous Brothers. This is Unchained Melody, folks. Check this out. Beautiful song. Came across uh, Ghost again a couple days ago. It was over the weekend, I think, you know. And there's uh, Demi Moore, even after cutting her hair short, which I hate. But, you know, with the, the pottery thing, the pottery, you know, the pottery thing, it yeah, with the hands. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, Burn. Uh, well, with the, the guy who's dead. What's his name? Patrick Swayze. That's very that's sweet. That's right. Yeah, no. She... <laughs> the guy's dead. No, but that, that pottery thing, you know, Burn, it was like, uh, it was turning, you know, it was... Um... Spinning. That's exactly right. Gyrating. Right. I'm sure Spinning Carol, and winning. I'm sure Carol has taken one of those classes, or your daughter, Melanie, beautiful. Um, that's I guess that's something that uh, suburban women do. It's a, it's a pottery thing. You know what I'm saying, right? Uh, not really, to be honest with you. 
Uh, neither of my ladies have taken a pottery class, but I'm sure yeah. they do that type uh, of thing. No, uh, my wife, are you nuts? She runs marathons. She's not sitting there doing any pottery. Not a chance in hell. Um, but on a serious note, that is a beautiful, uh, beautiful movie, and it makes me cry every time. You know, we're talking about the NFL and how they got this low-life Snoop Dogg doing the halftime show, and we're both in agreement. We hope to God they pull him. You think they will. I don't. But well, because matter. he has lyrics that says, explicitly says, go out and shoot cops. That's right, uh, which is just 1,000% unacceptable. Dipping through the city with a Glock in a Range Rove. Is that Greg Kelly? That's a great job. That was a good drop, Justin. Very that was good. very good, Thanks, yes. Bert. Yeah, we've cut that up. So uh, we want him out. But, you know, they got that. Then they got this uh, this Brian Flores, who the Dolphins just fired. Stephen Ross, my friend Stephen Ross. And uh, now he's out to get everybody. Now he's filed a lawsuit against the Giants because it took him for dinner for the Rooney Rule when they already hired a white guy without telling him. He's filing suit against the Denver Broncos because John Elway showed up at the meeting all disheveled, wasn't interested. He's suing Miami, and he's accusing the owner, Stephen Ross, of bribing him 100000 per loss to lose games and get a draft pick, better, better draft pick, to get a new quarterback instead of two or down in Miami. This guy's gone nuts. Clearly, he never wants a coach again. He's even after Bill Belichick, as Belichick sent a text to him instead of Brian Dable. But I got to tell you, the history of the NFL is anything but race. Because while I talk about the movie Ghost that makes me cry, another movie, Bernie, which I still cry every time I see it, every time, is Brian. Brian saw. Bang, Bernard. Brian Piccolo and uh, what was the other guy's name? Gail Sayers. That's right. Hall of Fame running back, uh, played brilliantly by Billy D. Williams. Of course, the great actor Jimmy Kahn, James Kahn, played Brian Piccolo in the movie. And that was the first time, I believe, I'm 99.9%, that a black player and a white player roomed together. And they loved each other. And Brian, of course, died a very young man from cancer. And you remember the scene, Billy D playing Gail Sayers. Everybody pray for Brian Piccolo tonight. Just a, a heart-wrenching scene. But the By history, the way, that yeah. was a TV movie, was it not? I believe it was. I don't think yeah. it was ever really in the movies. Yeah. Right. But but regardless, you know, the NFL, I mean, this was the place where black players and white players, and of course the rest of the leagues followed suit, black, NBA too, black players and white players roomed together, got along, and I'm sure there were still many, many, many instances of race problems. I'm sure there were. But at least, this is dating back to the 1960s, at least this is where it kind of all began, right? And now it's just... It's so ugly. We're getting ready for the Super Bowl. Like, Tom Brady just retired, the greatest player ever. You got the epic game, millions and millions and millions all over the world. They're going to sit down and watch the Rams and the Bengals. In cities where English is their 10th language, they're going to watch the Rams and the Bengals. And yet, all we've got is ugliness. Brian Flores, Snoop Dogg. It's really, it's a shame, is it not? Uh, Well, yes, it is a shame. I mean, uh... Uh, racism, uh, well, uh, or race baiting, maybe showing, uh, rearing its ugly head. It is disgusting. You know what it reminds me of is uh, who's the the coach, uh, Alabama coach, a big, big, big time uh, famous coach that you love. What's his name? Nick Saban. Nick Saban. Nick Saban. Uh, he was. He, he's well known for being uh, the first college coach in in Alabama, at the very least, to bring in a black player, and he's he's lauded for it. He's praised for it. And then I saw this uh, this, this stand-up act. This, this no, kid. That, that can't be right. It's got to be way before Nick Saban. Maybe you're talking about the guy that coached Joe Namath, another 
Alabama legendary coach Paul, uh, uh, Bear Bryant. Oh, it might have been Bear Bryant. It's got to be because it's got to be the '60s, and Saban came there. In the, it, it was actually here's the thing. You're right about that. You're right. right. I right. made a mistake. It's Bear Bryant. Uh, but here's the thing. He's lauded. He's praised for bringing the first black player to Alabama. Then this comedian points out. He says, "Yeah." But the year was 1971. Mm-hmm. He said, we had already been to the moon by that point. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's how, funny. how radically yeah, that, uh, you know, progressive was that? Yeah, yeah, true, true. I mean, 1971 was the first time Alabama brought in a black player. Wow. wow. That is unbelievable. By the way, if that's true, that's uh, 51 years ago. So there we are. Now it's time to beat Bernie. It's time to beat Bernie. Sponsored by Fearless yeah. Boilers and Pavilion Tank Water Heaters. It's not even a joke. I, I go down to the lake like on a Saturday morning. Okay. And it's it's everywhere. The geese it, it's it's gross. I can't walk down to the docks to get on the boats. That's because they live there. That's their... Oh, I know that. I'm I'm not saying kill the geese or the goose or whatever. I don't know. But um, I told my mother. You know my mother, Naomi. She's been on the show before. She's got a very famous, uh, maybe Eric Adams could use this tomorrow. Mom, what do you think about Joe Biden? No decent person would want to even do that. No, not that, right. But what, what do you, what does she call Joe Biden? A creature in the White House, but no. i got to find it. No, right, that's fine. So I, I tell my mother, I go, Ma, you got to call Pete Rizzo. Down by the lake, you can't, I can't take the kids down there anymore because of the, you know, the duty with the geese. So I don't know if she called them or not, but Ma, if you're listening... Actually, she's not. She's on her way down to Aventura right now. She's in the air. All right, let's play uh, Beat Bernie. Who's playing today? Is, he, is this Blauvelt? Ah, what does that even mean? I know that place well. Bill, good morning. How are you? Very well, Sid. How are you today? I'm well. Uh, I'll tell you about Blauvelt here, uh, Justin. My sister, Alana, and my niece, Tamara, and now my niece, Jennifer, all live in New City, which is Rockland County. Blauvelt is in Rockland County, and there's a very famous radio host who I reared, who I actually brought up in this business, who went on to become a medium star at WFAN. He's still there. Mark Malusis, and he lives in Blauvelt, New York. Did you know that, that uh, Bill? Yeah, he's born and raised. I was actually born in uh, New City myself, Did Oh, so you know Moose? You know Malusis? I don't know him personally, no, but I know of him. Okay, yeah. So went you to high school with his sister. Oh, you did. So, uh, was that uh, Clarkstown, uh, north or south, or what is that? I'm a Catholic boy, Albertus Magnus. Oh, okay, cool. So you were born and raised right there in New City by Congress. Where were you? Uh, yeah, right next to Congress. There. Uh, you sound like a young guy. How old are you? Forty-seven. Oh, you sound young. Good for you. Uh, and you're a fireman hey, right now. I am. So that means you're, like, good-looking, have a better body than me and all that stuff? I hate you guys. <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't know about that, kid. You're a tough act to follow. No, no, no. We love you guys. Uh, I am uh, you firemen and cops. No one loves the cops and firemen in this town, as you know, Bill, more than me and Bernie. So for you to run inside burning buildings every day and save strangers' lives, I, I, I don't have words to even describe how courageous I think you are. So God bless you, Bill, and thank you so much. I appreciate that, Sid, and uh, just a, a, a quick moment of remembrance for Officer Moore and Officer Rivera today, man. It's a tough day for everybody. Absolutely, especially guys like you who put your lives on the line like those two gentlemen did every day to keep us all safe. So God bless you, Bill, and good luck today in beating Bernie. Here's number one, buddy. In what country okay. would you find the Bay of Pigs? Easy. Cuba? Yes. Very good. Which government official typically swears in a new president? Uh, I'll give you a hint. John Roberts. 
Chief Justice? Yes. That was a good hit. There you go. Uh, who was the first president to appear on television? First president to appear on television. Uh, would that have been Eisenhower? Brown, Not a terrible guess. Uh, it's too late, but your hint is World War II. Truman? FDR, FDR. Uh, number four, you're two out of three here. You're doing well. Times Square was called what before the space was named after the New York Times in 1904? Was it A, Longacre Square, B, Duppy Square, C, Cohan Square? Longacre, gonna... Duppy, or Cohan Square? Which one? I'm going to go with the uh, the C choice there. Wrong, you two-legged back of that. It'll be A, Long Acre Square. And finally... Long Acre Square, damn it. Yeah. At what popular vacation spot did Richard Nixon hold his famous well, I am not a crook press conference? Dickie Dickie. Where was what, it? What was it? Yeah, what, what famous... It was a very famous... It's a famous vacation spot. And I'll give you a hint. One of the characters, they're forcing to wear a pantsuit instead of a dress. <laughs> you son of a gun. <laughs> the, the character, uh, the, there, the, the character would Wrong, be... Wrong, you two-legged Character is Minnie Mouse, and the place is Disney World. Well, you got two right, Bill, and you're a super, super great guy. So hold on and see if Bernie fares any better. Is Bernie there? I'm here, bro. How you doing, brother? I could be waste. Right. How you doing? I'm great, bro. I'm talking to you. How could I be bad? I like what I hear. I like what I hear. You sound great. You're getting stronger every day, and I love you. You get three right, you win today's game, okay? I even like that better, my brother. Joe Esposito's called me ten times. Uh, can you come in here, Luke? Look, pick this up. But Mike, tell Joe Esposito I'm on the air right now. He's, he's calling. He wants to meet me outside the funeral. Yeah. Espo. Yeah, Espo. Hold on. Tell, tell Joe I love him. Thank you, but I'm on the air. He's on the phone right now. Talk to him. All right, here we go. Three right, you win. Number right. one. In what country would you find the Bay of Pigs? Uh, well, <laughs> depending on uh, what you mean by that. Well, <laughs> ge- geographically, <laughs> let's go. Le- geographically, let's go with Cuba. Only Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> Nicely done. Thank you. thank you very much. Uh, number two, which government official, Bernard, typically swears in a new president? Uh, that would be the uh, the, the Supreme Court. Uh, Justice, the uh, what do you call it? The, the the top of the Supreme Court, right? You uh, got you got fine, fine. Chief Justice, you got John Chief Robert. Justice, yeah, right, yeah. Right. Who was the first president to appear on television for the win? The first president to appear on television, yeah. I'd have to go with um, Harry Truman. Wrong, you two legged back. That's what Bill said. Incorrect. Your hint is World War. Two. Ike, Ike, it was definitely Ike. No, he said Eisenhower, too. It was FDR. Oh, oh was it FDR? Yeah, it was FDR. Uh, he TV, said Eisenhower wow. and Truman, too. That's funny. The same exact two guys. Uh, number four, Burn. Times Square was called what before the space was named after the New York Times in 1904? Here are your three choices. A, Longacre Square. B, Duffy Square. C, Cohan Square. Uh, Duffy Square. I would have said the same thing because, you can, you know, they still have a Duffy. You could buy um, half-price Broadway tickets at Duffy Square, which is still there. Exactly why I said that. I would have said the same thing. Uh, it's Long Acre Square. So now you got to get this right just to win, or you're going to play to a 2-2 tie with uh, the hero fireman Bill today, the handsome Bill. Here's All number right. five. 
At what popular vacation spot did Richard Nixon hold his famous I am not a crook press conference? Thank you. Those were all done, Sid. I know. Uh, that would be uh, probably uh, San Clemente. Oh, my God. Wrong, you two correct. He actually said it, believe it or not. Well, uh, let me give you a hint. If Joe Burrow wins the Super Bowl, where's yeah, he going? He's going to Disney. Ah, that's exactly right. That's where Richard Nixon made that comment, at Disney World. So you guys play to a 2-2 tie. Bernie, say hello to the hero, Bill the Fireman. What's up, Bill? Not too much, Bernie. How are you today, my man? I'm good. Where, where are you a uh, firefighter? Uh, in Manhattan. You know, uh, well, thank you for your service. You guys are uh, the salt of the earth. You run to danger, as we know. There was actually a fireman killed in, in California the other day. He was putting out a dumpster fire, and he got shot and killed, believe it or not. So uh, the danger uh, exists for not only for police officers, but all the first responders. So we thank you for that. And uh, where are you living now? I'm up in Rockland County, Bernie, in a town called Blowville. I like it. I like it. You like it up there? I love it, man. It's God's country up here. Come and visit sometime. Good. I shall. I'll check it out. Well, listen, uh, thanks for your service. Thanks for playing. And, uh, you know, uh, stay strong. Stay safe. Hey, hey, man. And thanks to you, man. And you're an inspiration to everybody with what you're going through and showing up to work every day. It's, uh, it's really an inspiration to everybody. Keep fighting uh, the fight. Very kind to say. Very kind. I will. And I uh, appreciate uh, your kind words and uh, listening to Bernie and Sid every day. Thank you so much. Uh, so I guess we're going to come back and uh, do what, Sid? We'll come back and take some phone calls and wrap it up. It's been a great Wednesday hump day show. More of Bernie and Sid right after this. Beat Bernie. Sponsored by Fearless Boilers and Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters on 77 WABC. Can we pretend that Watching coverage of the Mora funeral on New York One. You know this uh, lady, Rochelle Boone, Bernard? I can't say I'm familiar with her, no. African-American lady, she's on New York One. She promotes her show weekday afternoons by telling New Yorkers how excited she is and how lucky she is that she was here to see AOC win. She was here to cover the BLM protests. These are the things that she promotes. <laughs> and it's this unbelievable. Is, this, this is your impartial uh, news channel in Manhattan right there, New right, York One. Right, uh, just gross. Uh, you can watch today's funeral live with us at WABCRadio.tv. We're covering the whole thing live. What a great-looking shot, too. WABCRadio.com and all these folks. WABCRadio.tv. I'm sorry. Uh, Joe Esposito just texted me. WABCRadio.tv inside St. Patrick's uh, Cathedral. For the second time in five days, first Rivera Friday, now Mora today. Watch it live with us. Oh, Bernie, we're done. A heck of a show, buddy. You were brilliant again today. Just great. I love you. Look who's talking to Sid Rosenberg. I love you. My, my brother, my partner. Well, you feel good today. Rest up. We'll do it again tomorrow. Great no job. doubt. The whole crew, Justin Ellick, Luke Lograno, Frankie Diaz with the knee, Mike Garcia, Deb Valentine, Matt Meany. Christina's back tomorrow. We're going to go home, get some rest, and watch the funeral. From all of us on the Bernie and Sid in the Morning Show, to all of you, first of all, say a prayer for the Mora family and all of our cops who every day put their lives on the line. Till 6 a.m. tomorrow. Peace! I'm guessing that if we can make some wishes out of airplanes, then maybe, yo, maybe I'll go back to the 